biggest mover on Love that. Talk Radio. expressed on the J. King Network contain mature content and may be deemed as offensive in nature. However, they may not reflect the same views held by the network itself. So please, use discretion when tuning in. Good morning, Willie Zanz. Good morning, everybody. My name is J. King. Welcome to Kings in the Morning. With me are my co-hosts. One love, one love. You're lucky if you have just one love. One love. One love. You're lucky just to have just one for yourself. That's you, Seth Kente, y'all. Good morning, Breezy James. Good morning. Welcome to the J. King Network. Happy Monday and have a great day. Get ready for a rough and bumpy road here on the J. King Show. Bye-bye. Cindy. Good morning, all you awesome wonders out there in Cyberland. And welcome once again to the Kings in the Morning. But let me remind you, as I always do, this isn't your ordinary show. But for he or she that can endure to the end, that being said, strap them down, roll them up, and tuck them in. You're going to need all three, caffeine, nicotine, and adrenaline. Go ahead, Mr. J. King, and do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, on this Monday, February the 12th, 2024, you're riding with the Kings. Good morning, Andre Henley, Brother Reverend Ali. Don't, don't you mute me. You know I don't believe it when you say that you can hear me. First you mute my line, then you change your mind. You better change it back or we will both be sorry. Don't you mute me, Jakey. Don't you mute me, no. Don't you mute me, Jakey. Don't you mute me, no. I put a little delay on it, Ali, so you could start talking shit, and then I was gonna go. I was gonna give you the light one, but you, but you, you didn't start talking shit. So I, yeah, I know, I, I know how you do it. I, I felt you. So I learned how you do it now, J. King. <laughs> Good morning, Six Eyes. Okay, Good morning, late. brother. How you doing? <laughs> Had a hard time I finding know. your way to the to the phone. Yeah. Here we start with this shit again. Kings in the morning. Let's go. <laughs> you see how he fucked with go. you? 
Six eyes. You got to get yeah, that I've nigga. Been, I've been promoting that damn song all week. I've been promoting Six, six no, I love him. Every now and then, six. Look, every now and then, six will throw me a bone. Good morning, DOA. Oh, yeah. So I um, love you, man. So we. So the the remix the remixes came out to uh, it's all right. So I bought the remixes as well. I'm going to play this remix because this remix has Brother Reverend Ali on it. All right, you guys. So this is the remix to It's All Right. And we're going to talk about what's happening with the movement of the record because it's pretty exciting. And I'm going to tell you guys why it's exciting to me. Like I'm stuck with situations. 
up because there's a lot of niggas that talk shit in Sacramento like they can play dominoes. They got to prove to me that they can. If I'm in town, I'm coming and I'm playing. If I'm not in town, I want to see somebody got to represent me. It's a bunch of folks that say, hey, my sons, they my domino sons because I'm domino daddy. And I don't know if you play dominoes or not, um, Dennis, or if you're ever in Sacramento. If you are, I would love to play you so you can see just how good I am and why I'm Dion and a lot of folks' daddies. And you can talk to Nate's a guy to ask him how good of a domino player I am because we've played before, and I beat him. He beat me, but I beat him. We, 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 he'll tell you that I'm a very good domino player. Good morning, Daphne. Anyway, <clears throat> so today, as a 62-year-old man, I get a, a second bite at the apple. This doesn't happen in a career often. And that's why I protect it. That's why I'm protective over it. That's why I'm protective over the brand and who gets to who gets to be involved with it. I own and control Club Nouveau 100%. Uh, that's the way it's always been. It's the way it's always going to be. Even when I'm not in Club Nouveau, and there's going to come a time in the next five years or so where I'm not in Club Nouveau, I will always control the brand. And when I die, my kids will control the brand. We will control everything about it. That's what I built it for. So to be able to have a second shot and to have a record that is doing what this record is doing, you know, um, the collaboration with DOA, I believe it's fruitful for me. It's fruitful for him. We both get to, to um, DOA has been at this for a long time. He's been producing records for a long time. Um, today, I believe that this record starts, if it goes up to the chart, if it goes top 10, it can go number five. If it goes number five, it could go number one. I'm prepared for it to, I'm prepared to spend the money to take it to number one. Um, and um, it is not every day that you're going to get a number one record or even have a shot at it. That's just the way the Tootsie roll. Good morning, Yvette. Good morning, Alicia. Um, <clears throat> and that's why I try to tell the guys in the group to be thankful. You know, DOA is our, uh, is to me, it's not the industry, it's our areas. Northern California, he's our Quincy Jones, he really understands music and he understands how to, we got a good connection with each other. Um, and, um, and we have a good chemistry and we're, going, and we're writing new songs. And, um, it, you know, I, I, I keep it that way for a reason. I keep it that way because um, I know that I'm going to protect it. I can't say everybody that's that's with me, we're protected. I got to call it what it is. So I know I'm going to protect it. I know that um, DOA is going to protect it. You know, uh, DOA has been with me for a long time. The band members, Ivan Johnson, who's our band director, I know he's going to protect it. These are the guys that's been with me for a long time. Club Nouveau is called the new club for a reason. There's always, there can always be somebody new in the club. There's some people that have been in Club Nouveau that lasted an album. There's some people been in the group lasted a single. They, they get they get to say, yeah, I was in Club Nouveau, and you know, um, and they get paid for the work they was on. That's the way it works. 
But uh, the, the, the whole concept is to keep Club Nouveau fresh, to, make, to write new music, um, <clears throat> and, and I can't say that that was the concept, you know, in the last years. For me, the concept for me was just to say what I wanted to say, and that's why you got the Consciousness album, the Everything is Black album, the Listen to the Message. I mean, you got shit that I wanted to say. I wasn't necessarily writing hit records or trying to. I just wanted to say what I wanted to say. Today, I'm deliberately writing for hit records. And and I understand what a hit record is, how they work, and what they mean to you financially. So you got to understand another thing. I'm in the business in the mid-'80s. The money for live dates in the mid-'80s and the money for live dates in 2024 – are two different kinds of money. Good morning, Aunt CPT. So for me to be able to participate in the new money, because that's what's getting ready to happen, that we're going to, our, our fees will rise, is a wonderful thing. It's like a basketball player who played basketball in the 80s, being able to come and play in the league again in 2024 and make today's money. You know, those are two different types of money. These mm-hmm. are two different types of money. So, um, and and again, it's it's not it's a it's very rare feat. It's only happened a few times in the course of the music business where somebody has had a string of hits, and then and then decades without hits and then hits again. It's only happened a string of times, and most of those people are in their 40s when it happened. They had hits in their 20s, and then they have hits in their, in their late 30s, early 40s, or mid-40s. I'm 62 years old. Um, good morning, Good morning, Lenny Hamilton. Good morning, Whether it was great at that time, Claver, it ain't what it is today. So in order... And so, 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 Claver, maybe I can explain it to you where you can understand it differently. It was great at that time. But to be able to make money, today's money, like, I, like I'm as hot as I was at that time, that's, what's, that's, that's what doesn't happen. I'll be able to make new kind of money. Thank you, May May. Thank you so much, and um, and it, it you know it's going to be um, it's going to be an incredible incredible um, it's going to be an incredible incredible event for for me, um, and I'm going to really enjoy it, and I'm thankful to God that He has bestowed upon me such an opportunity because these types of opportunities don't happen. Because you're a bad motherfucker. They happen because God feel like you are worthy of something good happening in your life. And uh, so I thank God for acknowledging me in that respect. So, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. 
Tragedy struck on Friday as a helicopter crashed in California, claiming the lives of six individuals, including the CEO of a Nigerian bank, his family, and two pilots. The Airbus EC-130 was en route from Palm Springs, California, to Boulder City, Nevada, near Las Vegas, where the Super Bowl was scheduled for Sunday. The crash occurred near Baker, California, close to Interstate 15 in Holloran Springs around 10 p.m., according to the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. Witnesses reported seeing flames emanating from the helicopter upon impact with the desert terrain. Bold Ahmed Tembu, the president of Nigeria, confirmed the heartbreaking news of the fatalities, identifying Herbert Wigwi, CEO of Access Holdings, his wife, Chinzoba Wigwi, their son, Chizzy Wigwi, and Ambilo Ongubanjo, former group chairman of the Nigerian Exchange Group, PLC, among the victims. Michael Graham, a board member of the National Transportation Safety Board, disclosed that the helicopter departed California at approximately 845, and sadly there were no survivors. The aircraft was operated by Orbic Air, a Burbank-based tour company, and is believed to have been rented from them. The circumstances uh, surrounding the crash are under investigation with initial findings expected in a few weeks and a comprehensive injury projected to take up to inquiry projected to take up to two years. Officials will scrutinize various factors, including maintenance, operations, meteorology, and air traffic control to determine the cause. So somebody said they smell a rat. God damn it, you guys can't smell rats yet. Don't don't start smelling rats because that means that y'all making up shit already. Let's find out what happened. You know, sometimes um, sometimes these you know these private aircrafts, you know, are some funky motherfuckers running them. They 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 don't take good care of the aircraft, and and you don't know it until. A situation like this happened, you know. It could be that they hit a power line, that they're flying low, that they were trying to sightsee. We don't know what it is. Let's not make shit up. By the way, you guys, I'm leaving by 9.30 today. Uh, the California Black Chamber of Commerce is hosting with the California Black Legislative Caucus uh, a, um, a ceremony for small businesses across the state of California that have done great business. Uh, um, Claver said there's got to be some fishy shit. No, that doesn't, Claver. No, it does not. It don't have to be fishy shit. But but you motherfuckers, y'all make up all kind of shit. Y'all don't know nothing. But you're gonna make. But you. But but y'all. But but it's fishy shit. <laughs> yeah, we're proud of it, Jay. We're proud of it. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are. I'm leaving by 9:30, y'all. Anyway, so just, um, but yeah. Um, Ali, did you like the remix? Yeah, I love the remix, Jay. I appreciate you putting me on, and, and whatever it is you do for me, I'm not going to complain. Well, you will be one of few. Cause these motherfuckers out here be complaining, Ali. Matter of fact, let me play another one, then we're going to get to the show. This is the other remix, remix number one. 
Okay, hold on. Jana Marie said it's always rich black people going down in the helicopter. That's a goddamn lie. That's a goddamn lie. Let me tell you something, uh, Janet Marie. There was a guy named Bill Graham. Bill Graham was the biggest concert promoter in the music business. And he was coming from a concert, and the weather was bad, and he decided that he was going to fly his helicopter, his his uh, his pilot was going to fly the helicopter in the bad weather, but they were going to fly low. And they were flying low on his way home, and the stupid motherfucker hit a power line and killed him. And he was white and Jewish. So, no, it's not just black people um, crashing. Y'all, y'all some of the most racist motherfuckers. Man. How should you express it when you love someone? Yes, it can 
Infinity, he says that it was over. But see, I'm dying, girl, to come over. Let you know that I just can't live. Let you know that I just can't breathe. Girl, you mean everything. You took my joy and gave me pain. And I'ma never be the same again. Just know I never let go. You got the keys to my heart and soul. It's all right when you do me this way. It's all right when you play your game. It's all right that you stole my soul. It's a magic and Club Nouveau. Let them know. Come on. If you decide to be gone, say, if you decide to walk away, cause I'm gonna love on you anyway. It's alright. If you decide to be gone, say, if you decide to be gone, say, if you decide to be gone, say, if you decide So that is the uh, other version. So there's two different mixes. And then there's a bunch of other mixes that we will release at different times. But I'm going to make a 12 hey, of, um, yeah. What would you say? How can I get it? How hey, can Marvin, I get my hands on one of those? Well, you can, um, if it, right now the remix is on iTunes now. So if you go, okay, I'll go Club Bowl, it's all right, the remix is it's on iTunes. But I have to, I'm getting ready to get CDs made. Of the um, and and twelve inch made of the the single, the the twelve inch. All right. All right. Mhm. That's a monster. Yeah. So, um, you should start hearing it in um, over there in um, where you at? Uh, six hours. All right. All right. So, um, uh, you guys watched the game yesterday. It was a it was a great um, football game. Um, we're going to get into it, but before we do, we're going to do. I'm going to do the daily word, uh, brother uh, Yusuf Kente. You doing the word of the day? King, I'm going to do the word of the day. Good morning, Daphne. Good morning, That motherfucker right there, ain't he? <laughs> so the, did he help you enough to do the word of the day? What's the that? daily word. Uh, the daily word is going to be prosperity, P-R-O-S-P-E-R-I-T-Y, on Monday, February 12th, 2024. Yusef Kente will do the word of the day. All that I circulate comes back to me in an endless flow of prosperity. While I enjoy material comforts, I do not prioritize acquiring material goods or monetary wealth. I focus instead on my thoughts, asking myself whether I'm thinking about what I don't have and can't give, or whether I'm ready to offer the time, talents, and treasures that I do have. As I give, I am assured I will receive. I am grateful to circulate what I have, which keeps my awareness centered in a divine flow. I give thanks for the abundance of the whole world and am blessed with increased fulfillment. I prosper in heart-centered wisdom that God is with me always. I bless all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive. Today's Bible verse is Malachi 3.10. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, and thus put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. 
See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an overflowing blessing. Yusef Kente, what Amen. is the word of the day? J. King, the word of the day is bitch socks bundled. Bitch socks is spelled B-I-T-C-H-S-O-C-S. Bitch socks is an accessory to your apparel. So let me use that in a sentence. There must be some truth to what Cat William was saying about Hollywood because it's some what kind of bitch socks was that that Jermaine Dupree was wearing? Bitch socks. <laughs> My God. Wow. The shot is man. Um, <laughs> I will say this. Jermaine Dupree did look like a baby um, uh, uh, um, CeeLo, like CeeLo Jr. or little CeeLo. He had a little CeeLo on him. Would you he guys did. agree? He had a lot of CeeLo on him. I thought that was CeeLo at first. That's who I thought it was at first, too. I was like, hmm. I was like, what did he do with oh. CeeLo? What song did he, did he do with CeeLo? Vertical <laughs> said truth. Vertical um, said truth. Jana Marie said that's a fact. Uh, Jana Marie said, I thought that was CeeLo at first. Good morning, Alley Cat. Your, your, your sweatsuit is being manufactured right now. Prosperity, a great word. Have a great day on purpose, everyone. Thank you, Yvette. Um. So, uh, yeah, so the game was yesterday. You know, I'm a Raiders fan. You guys all know that. But I was rooting for the 49ers um, because I like like Purdy. Um, I like Purdy because he was an underdog. He was the last guy picked in the draft. He was the one guy that probably wouldn't have been able to play uh, in the league. You never heard of him if – um, Jimmy G uh, lived up to his billing, and Trey Lance uh, lived up to his billing to follow him. Um, but neither of them did. And there's one guy who was irrelevant, but they had to put in the game because that was all they had left, came out, and um, he did something tremendous. He, uh, he shined. He... Uh, he turned on the, the uh, competition light in him, and he is a great quarterback, I think. So it made me root for the 49ers because I really like Purdy. I, I, maybe I like underdog. Um, the 49ers were outcoached, and we got to be able to say that and say, you know, uh, and they were outcoached, and they were playing against a killer. They were playing against an assassin. They were playing against uh, a lot of other factors, and I'm gonna play some stuff for you guys to, to tell you tell you what I what I'm saying. But they were playing against a lot of other factors because, um, let's face it, folks. Whether you guys like it or not, especially those of you who are in today's world, you don't know football as competition. You know football as entertainment with a, with sprinkled with competition. 
I, I saw football as a competitive sport where mm-hmm. one of the greatest players in the world could be knocked out of the game and out of the league just by one play because there was no such thing as chop blocking at that time. You could chop block somebody. Good morning, Demetrius. Um, football players were warriors. They were like um, gladiators. They were the modern-day gladiators. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of money in football, not for the owners, not for the players, not for the league. It was just fledgling at the time. Today it's a multi-billion-dollar business, and it has to keep itself manicured as best as it can. Good morning, Joe Ray. Good morning, Stephanie Poole. And part of that manicuring is protecting its image, and that's why football started really catering to women. It had, it had maxed out with men. Men had, were, were um, watching football at a 90 percentile. Women were not. So you have a league, and, um, and the people that control the game are not the coaches, not the, not the players, but good morning, Paulette, but the referees. Referees can make calls that change the whole outcome of a game. Just two or three calls can change a game. Calling a, a, a touchdown back, calling, calling a first down back um, on third down, um, things, just little things that you don't pay attention to because of the way the game is, is, is uh, manicured and, and, and managed. The game is managed by a bunch of things. So to me, and I'm just going to tell you guys my scenario, and you guys can, can weigh in on what you think about it. So this is how I see it. The NFL has hit the jackpot. They've got two different scenarios that can take the lead to the next, le- the lead to the next level or keep it at the level it's at and really build up. Good morning, Dimples Music. You have Patrick Mahomes, who could be the new Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's only come around, come around once in a lifetime. Well, how do we know that? Because there's only been one in the lifetime of the NFL. There's only been one Tom Brady. Seven, uh, uh, what, he's won six uh, Super Bowls, six or seven Super Bowls. But he's, he's the one. Six. Six, six Super six. Bowls, yeah. And, um, and then you have um, everybody else. The NBA caught fire with Magic and Bird, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was the extension of Michael Jordan. And when we said Michael Jordan, we said we would only see one Michael Jordan in our lifetime. And then we saw Kobe Bryant, which was a, a strong reflection and resemblance of Michael Jordan. And you see with basketball, you, got, you had teams that were worth hundreds of millions of dollars that are now worth billions of dollars. In football, he won seven. Dave Smith said he won seven. So you guys, somebody, somebody go find out for sure what it is. But now in football, you have an opportunity to do the same thing they did in basketball, which doesn't happen often. It only comes around once in a lifetime, and this is it. So you got 
the new, you can support, um, he's won seven, you guys. You got um, the new Tom Brady, which means that he'll win eight or nine. And the, or you have an underdog story, a Cinderella story, a story like one never told before, the last guy in the draft, a quarterback, irrelevant, who comes on the football field and takes his team to the Super Bowl in a few short years. And, I, and either story is a great story for the NFL, but which one is going to bring the most money? Which one is going to have the greatest impact on the future of the game? Which one is going to, uh, is going to help solidify the NFL as America's game? All these things have to be asked and answered, and I believe that happens in a boardroom, not on a football field. John Beckman said, Purdy reminds me of that Notre Dame game, Rudy. Absolutely. I think I love, I think I love Purdy's demeanor, how humble he always comes across. So um, I believed, I, I, I believed then I told John Beckman, I said, because um, I, I can't contemplate betting on the game. So let me first say this. I won my bet. My bet was on Kansas City because my dad chose San Francisco. Matter of fact, let me call him real quick and see if my money. I just want to make sure because I left $2 on the table yesterday. Why you know with said, the old elderly people, Jay? Yeah. No man, man. He, I told him. I said, Dad. Um, wow. You know, I, I, I got my dollar with me. He said, Hey, hey, look at here, dude. Uh, we bet two dollars. And I was like, oh, Okay. I mean, like he got all juicy with me. So now you're gonna get juicy with him, huh? I'm just gonna ask him. I see how you do the elderly, That's my dad about my money. Hello. Mr. King. Hello. Yeah. Mr. King. Hey. Yes. Hey, um, I, I left $2 at your house yesterday. I just want to know uh, where they at. Well, they, they're still here. They're still there. Uh, well, it's, uh, hold on. Hold on. What do you mean they're still there? It should be more than two dollars there. Yeah, that's the four. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure because uh, I ain't trying to tell your business, but uh, yesterday. So tell me what what do you think happened? What what what? Why did the why did San Francisco? Why did they uh, end up losing that game? I, I just really, I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. That was a good game. But uh, it was a good game. That's all I have to say. Okay. 
I'm going to say that um, San Francisco was outcoached. That the, that their coach did not make good plays. They were outcoached, and prevent defense doesn't work. Would you agree? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't work at all. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you have to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, he's better than I thought he was. Yep. They, they're going to make – he's the new Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, yeah Jordan said defensive coordinator Wilkes sucks. Do you agree with that? Who? They, they need a new form. He's got to go. Huh? He's got to go. Got to go. He's not. Yeah, they need to go back and get Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, so you know, you said that you said that they should have never let. Uh, they should have paid. Uh, what's his name? Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, you said that at the beginning of the game. You yeah. said, you know, they should, they should they should have let they should never let Bimini go. They should get him back because he was the he was the and they should have paid him his money. Yeah, he went to Washington and Washington fired him. Uh-huh. He, he was with them a year and they fired him. So he's he probably needs a job. Um, Dale, you can't say the muff punk was the game changer because there were so many game changers. Um, they both had instances where the game changed, so you can't just put it on one play. I'm sorry. No. Um, well, you know, what you watching? That's what them hot dog eaters do, J. King. They put it on one player. <laughs> what, um, Mr. King? What are you, um, what are you, what are you watching? Because we can hear it. Oh, I'm just watching the news. Okay. Well, I, I got to get ready for this legislative uh, brunch. I just want to tell you I love you and want to make sure okay. my money. If you need to borrow them $4, you can borrow them, but I'm going to need to – if you borrow them, I'm going to need you to add a dollar to it so I see $5 when I get back. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. I'll go for that. You know how, right. how money is. Love you, too. <laughs> Have a good day. All right, I love you, Bob. Okay, talk to you later. So what are you going to do next, Jay? Start putting slot machines at the nursing homes? <laughs> well, first of all, just so that you know, my dad is at his own house. No, I know. And, I, know. Um, I was uh, just saying, because you just okay, paid him money yeah, for so, elderly. Yeah, he knows, but, he, knows um, he knows the history of you and messing with the elderly. You ran off Levi. Nigga. But you can't see the motherfucker <laughs> nowhere. Hopefully, they, hopefully they, 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 you got to listen to the bells to see how much you won anyway, nigga. You can't see the fucking slot machine. You got to listen for the motherfucker say, do 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 You know how much, how much you won. Uh, uh, so, who are you talking, who are you talking to, Fred? Yeah, like I'm going to church. I'm church. talking to the blind no, mother, blind Melly Joe. I'm a white shirt, Because I got to speak at this event today, and if I put the shirt on, you're going to see, I mean, when I put my jacket on, you're going to see that it don't look like 
It don't look like I'm going to church. I look I look more stylish than going to church. Mm. Put right, your out over your lapel. Now, now that we're done talking about the game, what's up? What are your thoughts on the halftime show? Around to the chicky for Lent. What am I? Okay. Nigga, who is so? Who is you to move the show on, nigga? How you just gonna move on to halftime, nigga? Because that's just well, who I am. Let's talk about the halftime you show. Yeah, nigga. Who you so, is? I, you do look like a usher looking motherfucker too, nigga. Your sweet ass. Thank you. Um, okay, so, can't you see? Oh, we went to crying and shit. We already having a memorial. What the fuck? I'm out there with some shit. Um, no, Claver, the tie is not missing. I don't. I'm not wearing a motherfucking tie. So no, it's not missing. I don't wear ties. God damn. Now, 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 Claver is my is is my motherfucking stylist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody trying to find their way in, Jay. Your record is blowing up. You know, your record is blowing up. They're like, hey, Jay, how you doing, sir? I uh, want to be a part of your show. Hey, I, I, I used to be a designer. Pastor Lovelace would not wear this show, Mike. I mean, would not wear this suit. It's not flamboyant enough. So, obviously, you don't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> and Pastor, Love, Pastor Lovelace... We'll wear a purple suit. As a matter of fact, uh, hold on one second. How you doing, Pastor Lovelace? Good morning, Joe King. Or good morning to all of the kings in the morning family. First of all, I want to say. <laughs> that motherfucker said family. Had you come to church before the game yesterday, you would have known that San Francisco was going to lose. I said it on the pulpit. I'd already spoken with uh, the Lord. He had come to the garden. As you know, I speak with the Lord often in my garden. I was out there having tea. He come to me and he said, Reverend, minister, preacher, doctor, prophet, Tell the people to tithe today and tell them San Francisco will not win. So says the Lord. And people who go to my church, they could take that information, but they could not bet because we are not gamblers and sinners. We are tithers. We tithe to the Lord because the Lord needed the tithe. So says the preacher, the minister, the doctor, Reverend, the pastor. Jason, <laughs> <laughs> did you bet on this game? Well, um, Pastor Lovelace, I um. I did I, I I did bet on the game but not in a formal way. I bet mm-hmm. I bet my father. Mm-hmm. Taking advantage of an older man. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> fucking with the elderly. And this is how you want to be known, Jay King, someone who takes advantage of his own father. Uh, Pastor Lovelace, I didn't take advantage of my father. We we bet we bet two dollars. Two dollars. Let me ask you a question, Jay King. Did you <laughs> um, Pastor Lovelace, why would I why would I I mean why would I tie? I mean, see, this is where this is where things get real hairy for people like you, J.K. The Lord won't bless you. He will not find a pathway forward for you because you do not trust in, believe in, or love the Lord. You will not tie. Wow, Pastor Lovelace, it's funny that you say that because I just spoke on the show earlier today how God is blessing me and, and you know, and my record is, you know, it's only a, a handful of people that can have a career multiple times in this business, and that's what's happening for me right now in the, no, no, that's, that's Satan. That's Satan fooling you. Now, can, let me say this to you, J. King. I have to go. I have to go pray for some people who are paying me. <laughs> oh, my God. But I will say this to you, sir. That's Satan tricking you. But I can take that demon off of you, that trickery, and your record can continue to move up the charts and do good works. But it must require that a tithe is paid. And what I would like you to do is send $2,000. This is just a small amount of money, $2,000, to secure your record at the top of the charts. I want you to send it to Pastor Lovelace Money. Pastor Lovelace Money, M-O-N-E-Y. With the dollar sign in the cash app system. And when I get that money, I will go to the garden, speak directly to the Lord, take that demon off of you, and add the glory. If there's anyone else who would like to get the glory added to them, email me at Pastor Lovelace, I need the glory, dot com. That's Pastor Lovelace, Pastor Lovelace, I need the glory. Dot com. Come with time in hand. Thank you so much. <laughs> this nigga got an email now. <laughs> I know. Wow. Pastor Lovelace ain't never gave out his email. <laughs> God. Jesus Jesus. You see how he turned my hit record into the, to the devil, but he, all I got to do is give him a few dollars. He's right on Right. That nigga said just $2,000, not much. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Michael Niner Jordan, no, I'm not going to church. Uh, I'm speaking at an event today for black businesses uh, that are being uh, 
awarded for their contribution to our economy, for them succeeding in a business, um, in a world that success of black businesses aren't something that we, um, in this country, that we even uh, celebrate or respect. We don't even recognize the, um, the role that these businesses have to travel. And um, there's a young man in our city uh, who, Kevin McCarty, um, he's, a, he's the guy who picked him. He's part of the Black Caucus. He picked um, Rob Archie. Rob Archie has a business called Urban Eats, but he, his company, he has three different pan, he has three different um, restaurants, but he employs over 150 people. And only 1% of African-American businesses in the whole country have 100 employees or more, only 1%. So in Sacramento, we house a 1% business in, um, in, in the state and the country, the whole country. And we, for that, we should be proud. So Rob, along with um, other business owners, and so what ha- the way it works is this, the Black Caucus, they pick different businesses from around the state. And where we don't have representation from the Black Caucuses, the California Black Chamber uh, will pick those businesses. And so I picked, I believe, four businesses from around the state. Good morning, Rodney Abernathy, including a, a foot doctor that's a woman. Is that the one that was in the news the other day, yes, that's the one who was in the news the other day, Mr. Elias. And so today, you know, um, I'm going to talk about uh, that, the, the, you know, the plight of small businesses and, um, and the fact that 80% of black businesses that start today will be out of business in 18 months or less and those remaining 80% will be out of business. Uh, 80% of those, the remaining businesses, will be out of business in the preceding 18 months. So in 36 months, out of 100 businesses that would have started, only four would still be alive. And so, of course, we can talk about the systemic racism, bigotries, prejudices, and biases that have existed in this country that have hurt African-American small businesses. And so I'm going to speak to that. But I'm also going to speak to the fact that in a world that's changing, haven't changed much in our tone, in our messaging, or in our approach. And so I know that I will ruffle some feathers and make people feel uncomfortable. I know that um, I will make black people who feel like other people are the reason why we are the people we are and they have held us back and we won't um, and we won't um, acknowledge how we failed us. I'm going to have that conversation. I'm going to have the conversation about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, 
and how we demand it, but we have a hard time being it. But it's a must and it's necessary if you're going to graduate from being a black business to being a good business who just happens to be owned by a black man or black woman. Yes, I did read about the Snoop serial and how he and Master P are suing um, uh, uh, um, Walmart. Um, So I'm going to have a conversation that that, uh, people like Andre Henley will say, God damn it, I can't believe he's saying that. He should, you know, we... You know, we don't understand what they have done. I do. I understand what everybody have done. I understand what this country has done. I understand the debt that's owed. That's why I always, I'm going to talk about the debt that's owed to us. I'm going to talk about the fact that we kind of stopped looking at it from just a monetary uh, perspective. I'm going to talk about the fact that, um, that we are going to, um, that, that the debt that's owed, that we have to make sure that if we really want it to be paid, that we got to make sure everybody at the table. It can't just be black people saying, yeah, it's owed to black people. It's got to be everybody saying, yeah, that's owed to not to black people, but to Americans who happen to be black because of the crimes that were committed against them by the government. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I was writing a speech, but I don't like wasting words, so I got to get to it. Right now, I'm looking at what I was writing, um, and I said, good morning, and I thank each and every one of you for being here for the grand occasion of celebrating and honoring black business owners from around the state of California for their hard work dedication, perseverance, and tenacity. These are but a few of the attributes that must be on display at all times for a black business to survive. The business owners you will see here today have survived many obstacles and barriers, have been denied access to capital and other necessary resources to succeed, and have been told no several times, overlooked, and underappreciated. Today we are here to say thank you and we appreciate you to some of these business owners with hopes that they will carry a message to the others. Don't quit, keep pushing. There are people out here watching and they honor and appreciate you. I wanna lay a few statistics on you so that you will understand who is stepping up to this podium today and why they themselves should be proud of this accomplishment. 96% of black businesses are sole proprietors who generate less than $100,000 a year and do not have one employee. Only 4% of black businesses have one employee or more and generate more than $100,000 a year. 80% of black businesses that start today will be out of business in 18 months, with the remaining 80% being out of business in the preceding 18 months which means for every 100 black businesses that start up today, only four will remain in business three years from the day it started. These are the elements that we are up against every day as an entity, helping, building, 
teaching, and working with African-American small business owners who want to succeed, grow, and scale their business. But this is where the mindset has to come into play. This is where thinking has to come into play. And if we think like the people that we interface with every day that talk about um, the world and the ideas from a negative standpoint and won't look at the fact that there are things that have changed, things that will continue to change, and things that need to change, and sometimes will be the catalyst of the change. Or we'll be the thorn in the side of change. We will be the people that say nothing changed, all this shit is the same. You know what, man, I'm so sick and tired of this shit. You get to choose. You get to choose what it is that you want to be. I believe that I'm a perfect example of possibilities because I'm 62 years old, and um, and I got a record that's about to be a, a big hit record on radio in an era where the music business really swings to a, a younger demographic. How does that happen? Good morning, Tim. It happens because you divorce yourself from impossibilities and you marry yourself to every possibility. You don't concern yourself with scenarios that other people paint for you. You don't, you don't, and this is where me and Reese really are a lot alike. Um, I think Reese says it because he wants the, um, he says it in a way that causes friction because he likes the friction. That's how his radio works. That's how he works. He works off of friction. But we say the same thing different ways. I don't let what color I am decide how far I go, what I'm capable of, what I can and can't do. I don't concern myself with how you see my color or what I say or how I think. I don't don't concern myself with you like that. My concern is me. How much do I believe in me? How much do I love me? How hard am I willing to work for me? How much am I willing to put into me to get to the space I want to be in? And that's what we have to do as leadership, helping our businesses, helping our community, changing our mindset. If you walk around as a victim every day being victimized, you're going to probably be a victim every day being victimized. That's just the law of vibrations. If you walk around enjoying life, loving everything that life has to offer, you're probably going to have an enjoyable life walking around enjoying everything that life has to offer. If you walk around 
and misery, talking about how wrong shit is and how it ain't never been right and ain't never going to be good. It's probably going to be as wrong as you want it to be. Never be right and never be good because it ain't nothing right or good about you or your approach to life because you don't believe in it. It all starts with you. And it all ends with you. I, you know, I'm a I'm a tough customer, you guys. Um, people and people that um, that work with me will tell you that. Um, I tell people that work with me don't don't have feelings fucking around with me. Don't don't have. Feelings. <laughs> Go ahead, Mister NAACP. I'm just saying because if you have feelings, I'm probably gonna hurt them. Because I don't fuck with feelings like that when I'm when I'm moving. You know, um, don't expect me to be the same hate that I say is on display as hate. I ain't doing it. Good morning, Professor Keone. I don't. If what white people did to us. It's hateful and barbaric. And then we say, we we see them the same way they see, they saw us. We now become white people. We now become them same evil white people. That's why when people said, um, you know, what Hamas did to Israel was barbaric. And they were monsters, and they made these people into the bad people they were for doing what they did. But then when that, when Israel started doing the same thing, even at a mm-hmm. even at a, at a higher level, they became the same evil that they was talking about. I don't support that, and I don't give a fuck who called it anti-Semitic because it's not. You can't you can't make one evil good and one evil bad. Evil was evil irrespective of why the evil is taking place. Once you become evil, once you take on that same evil demeanor, you are now the very thing you hate. So I don't, I never, um, I never want to be that same that same thing. And so today, you know, people, there are people that look at me as a leader in this community, in this state. And those people have to know where I stand, what I stand for, that I do believe in diversity, equity, and inclusion across the board. I'm not saying other people have to be diverse, equitable, and inclusive. I have to. I have to put diversity, equity, and inclusion on display always because I demand it always. And so people will say, but, Jay, you know, we've been getting fucked over for uh, 400 years, man. Um, First of all, you motherfuckers got to get your timeline straight. We came here in 1619. 
We were not slaves in 2019. Slavery ended in 1865. The oppressive government and its oppressive ways and its and its bigoted and biased laws and, and rules and jurisdictions and those things have been in existence since they've been here. But even those things are changing. And the reason why is because there are people that don't look like me and you that, that, that say, hey, I don't agree with this. There is a government that has been criminal to its people that must acknowledge it. And that government is the U.S. government, and we know it. I know it. You know it. They know it. It's written. They, 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 they've apologized for it. But the question is, what do you do? What do I do? What do we do? Do, do we wallow in it? Do, do, we, do we make that the, the, the crux of or the basis of or the foundation of the struggle of our life? Do we always say, when we hear the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer, do we always see ourselves as the poor? Because I don't see myself as poor. I don't even want to be associated with nothing poor. I'm rich in my thinking, in my living, in my, uh, in, in my doing. I'm, I'm rich in my reading. I'm rich in my ideas and my possibilities. I'm rich because I choose to be. Good morning, Todd Williams. Rich in who I am. And I believe you're rich too. I believe we're all rich. But for some ungodly reason, you want to be married to a poor thought process. That's what me and you go in different directions. That's where my debates start with most people. I can't be married to nothing poor. I don't want to be associated with nothing poor. I don't want to be measured against nothing poor. I love being rich. And don't make rich monetary, because there are a lot of people that have a lot of money that can do anything they want to do, live anywhere they want to live, have anything they want to have, and they're poorer than a motherfucker. Poor in thought, poor in living, poor in an idea. Donald Trump got some post parts to him. So did Joe Biden. So does our governmental system. The reason why I know that we have members of Congress and members of the Senate who've been there for years and years and years that are poor, because there's nothing, they don't bring richness to 
our cities and our states. They don't bring richness to our country. Not, not in their uh, legislation or their ideology. It's why they, they keep us at odds with each other. It's part of the gig. It's how they, it's how they ensure that they're going to continue to work and have a gig. Somebody said, Jay, you should run for office. I said, first of all, I shouldn't. I won't, and I ain't, number one. Number two, you motherfuckers don't want me. You you don't really you don't really want me. I ain't what you want. You'll hate me after the first two or three months. Cause I won't fall for the bullshit. I won't fall for the banana and the tailpipe. I won't fall for the Poor me, they get me, you know, man, you don't see what they're doing. I'm not falling for all that shit. I'm looking at you. Motherfucker, you are responsible for you. This is another place that me and Reese agree. Quit fucking in, inviting the government in and then and then say you're not inviting the government in. If every time we turn around, the government is paying in, paying in, giving, 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 you motherfuckers are turning into socialists. Good morning, El Malik. We live in a capitalistic society. Invest in yourself. Invest in what you believe in. Don't do it with your mouth. Do it with your action. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, so it's, the first part of my it's speech. A cycle, on, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. And what's what's who bleeding? What kind of say What kind of cycle is it? Do we need tampons for the cycle? What kind of cycle is it? It looks like we we probably do need tampons for the cycle. Because they said, you know, they've done studies that say even in wealthy countries, after a while, when the people that fought to make the country great, when they die off, the next generation starts wanting free stuff. They don't want to work for it. They enjoy the benefits. And then the generation after that, they want to go towards socialism. And, the whole, and then it all falls apart, and then the cycle starts again. You need strong people yep. then to kind of get the country back on track, and then it just starts over again. Then the next generation wants something more free, and then the generation after that wants socialism. It just kind of so you know what that tells me? You know, you know what that tells me? Um, we haven't done a good job of engaging one generation to the next because the selfishness of power requires you to hold on tight and not let anybody else in. See, I figure like this, because this has been my life. Hey, man, if I see somebody that can add more to this shit, I'm going to bring them in. They might supersede me, but I brought them in. So at least I have a, a conversation with them at all times. I brought them in. My career, you got to understand that my career has lasted as long as it has because I helped a lot of people, but you don't know who they are. Because I never said, and I helped that guy, and this guy, and that guy, and that girl, and those people. I never said that. But if you ever hear it, you'll hear them say it. You'll hear them say, man, Jay did that for me. And they do things for me that keep me propped in the game. You never hear me say it. 
because the same, I, I feel if I do that, then the same gifts that come to me won't come to them because I'm fucking it up for them. So, you know, God, God is is good. Over the next, over these next year and a half, two years, for me to do what I want to do with Club Nouveau, it's gonna cost us upwards six hundred thousand dollars. I will sell the house that I'm in right now to make to make it because I know. What, is, what kind of effect it's going to have on me over the next years from a financial standpoint that this house, I, I can get a, a bigger one, a better one, a true, you know, or, or I can decide I don't need it anymore because I'm old. I'm not, I'm not a kid. I'm, not, I'm, I'm 62. I'm not 22. I'm not 32. I'm, not, I'm 62. I done had a lot of shit. So having shit don't mean nothing to me. I don't wake up in the morning saying, ooh, I need new shit. <laughs> I want some old shit. Ooh, if I could have that. I'm going to tell you what I love. I, I enjoy hanging out with my friends and having great conversations, eating good food. Man, this past weekend, we had, uh, we had um, Del Frisco's. It was D-Rob and Reggie Calloway. Gwen Fox, Stephanie, me. And we just talked, you know, we just talked about different things. But then, you know, Michael Stokes was supposed to make it, and and, um, and so was uh, uh, Cynthia uh, Hawkins, music, but they didn't make it. But it was okay. It was, it was five of us, and we, had, we enjoyed it, and the food was outstanding. Conversation was even richer. To me, that that's when you know you're rich. When you have friends for 30, 40 years, 20 years, that, that are still your friends, that you can still, uh, that you can still talk to. Yeah, um, Gwen Fox took the doggy bag. Cause that food is the next day is gooder than the mother figure. Uh, no, she did. Michael Nano Jordan, uh, the professor kind of food doesn't live it, in man? LA. What did you order? What did you order? It was Del Frisco. We had the um, the tomahawk steak bone in, and we had the um, prime rib bone in, and um, it is a a double eagle. Uh, restaurant, so it's a top tier. Uh, you won't find a better steak. Not at um, not at Mastro's, not at Morton's, not at mm-hmm. Ruth Chris. Yeah, it's a it's a top tier. It's a double eagle restaurant. Anyway, gotcha. So, so you know, I'm gonna say this to you guys. Uh, marry yourself to possibilities. Divorce yourself from impossibilities. I do. Hold yourself accountable for the space you're in. 
get eyeball to eyeball with yourself and be honest enough to say where you fucking up at. If everything you talk about is somebody else's fault, you fuck it up. Because you ain't getting eyeball to eyeball with you. Because if everybody that you're around is fucking up and you pick them, <laughs> then you got to be fucked up too. You got to be fucking up with the people fucking up because you picked the fucked up people. That's a hard concept for people to to, to, to come face to face with because then they have to be responsible for themselves. And the one thing that we run from when it comes to uh, uh, critiquing is how responsible we are for who we are and where we are. All right, um, I gotta get, I gotta go. So everybody live, I am leaving. But everybody on on um, Kings in the morning, I'm gonna be here till ten o'clock. I'm gonna have the I'm gonna have the iPad with me. Don't start fucking up and um, and going off on people because I will I will block all you motherfuckers or in the goddamn show and I don't want to do it. So let's just be cool. Hey, go buy the new single. It's all right. The remix. Uh, it's available on iTunes, Amazon.com, or wherever you buy your music. Peace to everybody. I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. It's all right. Get that single today. All right. I'm going online right now. I'm, I'm about to go on and, and get this uh, this remix real quick. Wonderful. I'll be back nice. in a minute. Nice. Okay. All right. So did anybody, okay. um, what was your favorite commercials uh, from the Super Bowl? Descriptive now. What was your favorite, favorite commercials? I shall uh, default to someone else to answer because I did not watch the Super Bowl, but I'm certain they were funny. So looking forward to hearing the favorites. Now you knew we were going to talk about this this morning. You knew we were going to talk about this this morning, Nicole. Why wouldn't you watch it? <laughs> You're not doing your homework, girl. Good morning, sister. She didn't watch the so Super Bowl. The not every, I didn't see the. She didn't watch the Super Bowl. I didn't see the commercials. So everybody, you know, everybody don't watch the commercials. They, they ain't a free record. I'm teasing, J. King. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> you ain't teasing, nigga. You motherfucking ass oh, is boy. serious. Here we go with this time. You serious, nigga. You know you, 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 know you wanted the Miami Dolphins in the goddamn Super Bowl because you the Dolphins. Your big old ass. Oh, yeah, See Dolphins that? are super <laughs> intelligent. I would love to be a Dolphin. Yes, they you are. You in the dolphin. <laughs> Go ahead and splash us. In the morning. Sister, what was okay, your favorite? I'm going to laugh. Oh. What was your favorite? Um, I didn't. Damn, what I'm back in Canada, and we didn't get. We I forget what it was. A lot of the U.S. Um, commercials. We couldn't see. How the hell you forget? How the hell you forget what it was, nigga? You the one bringing it up. I forget what it was about. <laughs> well, you know we was going to be talking about it in the morning. How is your McGuin on your game, oh. girl? Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. Mm. Here we go. 
Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all might want to go to the yeah, house. You over there, you over there hating on Nicole when you ain't got your shit together. I can email them to you. Um, so, I'm going to look it, at them. I see there's a whole compilation here. Twelve you, minutes. You put worth. them up on the page. When you find it, put them up uh, on the page. Thanks. All right, I shall do that right now for you. And good morning, Mary. Well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely didn't watch the Super Bowl too much, but I did catch the neighborhood with my homeboy, motherfucking the ex governor. This motherfucker Arnold Schwarzenegger. Holla, holla, pop your collar, damn it. What's up, Reese? Oh, oh, nigga. You late, nigga. We, Jay was nigga, talking about you. Your time is up, nigga. Jay King called his dad okay, yeah, but nigga, was yeah, some but, business. Well, good, <laughs> nigga. We don't want to hear from you. Had your turn, nigga. Get through. Mary, yeah, what well, was your favorite commercial? Move Mary, past I'll, this, nigga. I'll read. remind everybody of their favorite commercial because it was the best commercial you of the night. You ain't going to remind anybody of shit. It was the best wow. commercial of the night. Describe it, Reese. Descriptive. Describe the best the commercial of the night was Ben Affleck crashing Jennifer Lopez's studio session in yeah, the, the Bronx. the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. The Dunkin' Donuts commercial was the best commercial That of wasn't. The night. That wasn't. Nobody, nothing, nobody now, liked that I bullshit, say, man. I will say that was the funniest. Not only was that the funniest, the most no, heartfelt wasn't. commercial. Hold on. The most heartfelt. I'll give you an opportunity, Ali. The most heartfelt commercial which I thought was well done, and at the end, I literally kind of choked up a little bit, was the OCU Minura commercial, the oh, NFL yeah. in Africa. That was the yeah, best yeah, yeah. commercial was. ever. At the end of that commercial, when, when he comes up with OCU Minura, a former a linebacker for the New York Giants. By the way, he lost so much weight. Um, he has lost and he talks to the little boy. That was, so, the that was such a beautiful commercial. Yeah, the little, boy, the little boy is in Africa, and he is imagining mm-hmm. being in the NFL, being chased and running around with all of these famous players from um, uh, uh, Saquon Barkley and um, I forget who the same yeah. player is, but a whole bunch of them. And he's running around pretending, and everyone in Africa, is, they're not mocking him, but they're saying the boy's head is in the clouds. He wants so badly to be a football player, but the ball – gets taken by a dog and runs off into this area. He chases the dog to get his ball back. And when he comes behind the wall, he sees all of these other Africans practicing football. And he's like, he's like, they play, you know, somebody's playing football here other than me. And O.C. Manure comes up and comes down on his knee and asks him his name and talks to him about his dream and, and his dream, how his dream could become a reality. It was the most beautiful commercial. It, be, it beat wow. all of them. It was heartfelt. It was just... I, I literally choked up at the end. I was like, and, and the little boy pokes O.C., and he's, he goes, you know, why'd you do that? He was like, I just wanted to know if you were real. <laughs> that, was, that got me. And I was like, that was, that was great. That was the best commercial. I don't know who did it or who the ad company was, was with it, but the NFL scored a lot of points with that one. There were, right on, man. There were, there Pass were no the mic. commercials, were there? I'm sorry? commercials, were there? Yeah, I mean the, the 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 Jesus commercial was okay, but no, 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 Budweiser it, commercials, Reese. I didn't see. No I didn't even see the commercial. commercial. There were there was a, a Michelob Ultra commercial. Oh, is that what it was? That was corny. Mm-hmm. The Bud Light commercial. No, I saw that already. The Bud Light commercial was okay. Um, with Peyton Manning and Post Malone, see, that was I okay. See, I didn't see that commercial. Yeah, I, that it turns out here. 
it turns out a lot of people didn't see. Like, I didn't see the Martin Lawrence commercial. I didn't see that one either. Yeah, at the golf course. Yeah, I didn't see so that either. A lot of people didn't get. Uh, I guess it's because some local uh, advertisers paid to make sure that their commercials aired in their relative areas. Because I got a lot of local um, commercials uh, here in San Antonio. I get, I uh, did too. Yeah. Um, even like a million for for like thirty seconds, right? A couple million. Uh, yeah, it's always it, right now. I think we're 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 well into like five million dollars at least. I remember the last time I checked those numbers, we were four point two million. That was years ago. But thirty seconds—that's crazy. Yeah, so it's 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 pretty expensive. But then How again, much for thirty seconds? How much for thirty seconds? Back a couple of years ago, it was four point two million. I don't know where it was this year. Wow. So wow. it's um. But it's worth it. But I got to tell you, here's the reason why. Tom Brady's commercial Go check that shit. Go check that shit. Restand. You know how he be throwing shit out there. I'm doing it now. Go check the nigga's numbers. (laughs) Reese, wasn't that you in the Arnold Schwarzenegger commercial being the director? Dude, that wasn't even funny when you posted that. When you you put that in a group chat, that wasn't even funny. All right. So what? So what? (laughs) What? I didn't mean for it to be funny. It looked like you. It just, it wasn't funny. It just wasn't funny. All All right. right, Super Bowl commercial cost for 2024. Uh, What is the... It It was funny enough to be irritated. Holy shit. Seven... Really irritated you. Seven million dollars. In 2021, it cost them 5.5. Mm. Wow! Yeah. Matter of fact, everybody yeah. was laughing at that shit. No, they weren't. It's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's all over the news today. I was laughing. I only laughed. I, I was laughing because you said a commercial. You put the fact that you put Reese in a commercial was just funny to me. That y'all watching the football game, and the one thing you gonna talk about is Reese being in a goddamn commercial. That was funny to me. That here we yeah, are I'm playing like, football. Exactly. But, but it's Kings in the morning, even during football time. That's why exactly. I was thinking. He was thinking about Reese, you know. Yeah, exactly what I said. Yusef, oh, I mean, boy. sorry, Ali. That's exactly help, what I said. I couldn't, I couldn't help but think about Reese when I saw the character on the TV. Yeah, really I reminded said to him, me exactly like Reese. Here's what I, here's what I, I wrote to I didn't see the character, so I didn't know. That's why I was just laughing because I'm like, these niggas are crazy. These niggas laugh talking about this, but um, I didn't see it. And that's why I brought it up now. I didn't bring it up none until it came up about what about yeah, he wrote, here's, what Ken, here's what Yusef Kente wrote. Why would you, you, you bring it he up? Said, he said, that's Reese telling Arnold to say neighbor in the Jake State Farm uh, Super Bowl commercial. So I wrote back, I said, mm-hmm. how the fuck was that funny? Stop reaching. The biggest sporting event is on TV, and instead you're watching it. While, while, instead of watching it, you're riding my dick. There's a good game on, Yusef. Watch that, not my nuts. And that good thing, I, mean, I, I don't think he's watching it nuts. That and then I said, and then the I said, and then John Beckman took me away. And then I said, and then John Beckman because he tried to, he tried to make sure you didn't even see the commercial. And then I said, 
John you didn't even Beckman, see it, Jay. you and John, Jay, I mean, you, you and Operation Reed, seem like Jay. y'all have a mixed bag of nuts going on here. <laughs> they didn't even see the commercial. I you said to save, no, some, that, to save you some money, Yousef, I'm selling dick rides on Timu because the Timu commercial came on immediately <laughs> after that. <laughs> how you bring your, how you bring your dick fun. and nuts in into it, Reese? Yeah, how do you bring your dick and nuts into it? Because I always tell him he's riding my dick, um, Ali, you're late to the game. You know I. I, I didn't know you. I didn't know you were sweet, Reese. I'm sorry. I told him I, I, I said late to the game. Remember, I told you know them, Dick, shit, boy. I told them you know that Dick Rod used boy. to be a quarter, but because of Biden inflation, it's now fifty cent. You don't remember that? <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't know well, you were very funny to me, especially when it was to teach uh, Arnold how to say a R. Like you do, how you say R's and A's. Dude, the commercial is not funny. Arnold's well, not funny anymore. Well, funny to me, Reese. Dude, you're still laughing at Clayton Bigsby jokes from 2020. I mean, from well, 2020. I'm, now, I mean, I'm laughing oh my at God. the commercial. Now I'm laughing at the Super Bowl part. Yeah, you I niggas sound like two motherfucking prison jailmates finna fight each other. I know. He's so fucking... I know, exactly. Uh-huh. And, he's, and he's obsessed Today. What, what, what do you guys think about the halftime show? Um, terrible. Actually, terrible. it's funny because I, I feel like everybody is like they're cheering it, but then shitting on it in the same way. I went and checked out all of these ads. I mean, all of these articles about it. The Independent wrote this one. This is this is the part because I'm going to talk about it tonight on the show. The Independent talked about it. Could one of you motherfuckers put? Could you guys put yourselves on mute so we don't have to hear all your motherfucking background noise until you're not talking? God damn! Otherwise, I gotta put you all on mute while I'm driving. Okay. That's right. Go it's anyway. Big Charles. It's Big Charles, Reese, That's or Mary. Me. One of the motherfuckers. Look at that. So the mind. independent was, wrote this. Nigga, you know it was you, Charles. You made it. I'm fucking is lost, nigga. Stay focused. I voted with scissors. The independent wrote, Usher Super Bowl halftime show review. A fun, half-memorable mess is what they wrote. Deadline wrote, Usher fizzles in Super Bowl halftime show despite Alicia Keys and guest stars galore. Now, and then everything I saw last night when I was on Twitter, everybody was mentioning Alicia Keys' voice cracking at the opening. She was probably a little nervous because she hasn't performed live like, I mean, in a crowd like that in a long time. So her voice may have cracked a little bit just out of the excitement, but everybody was ripping on her. So it was like they weren't even paying attention to Usher. Now, people who talked about I Usher. she was the best part of the damn show. So did I. She looked fantastic. She looked great. Well, they weren't talking about the yeah. way she looked back. Um, 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 Reed, they're talking about Reed. the way she sounded. I know. She she picked it up after the voice cracking in the beginning. So let but me, I thought she was Let beautiful. me say this. I have never seen, and I'm including Michael Jackson and Prince and any super white group, I've never seen a great uh, Super Bowl performance because they don't Not exist. even Bruno Mars? No, it was not. No, it was just, it was a great spectacle. But it's not a great performance. First of all, you guys got to know that everything is pre-recorded. So yes. if if Alicia Keys, if her voice cracked, it's because she didn't make it to the pre-recording. She didn't make it to the run-through 
when they do the live and they and they clean everything up. Mm-hmm. And so they probably said, well, what we'll do is we'll keep your mic live, and because your part is so small, it'll be fine. So her her um her voice crack was because she didn't make it to because there's a because there's an actual performance that happens so that um because that's that's what the um performers have to mimic that performance and they know what it is that they're doing because once you do it you know what it is okay i'm doing this i'll do this this is what's going to happen here so but it's not a venue that allows for a great performance to happen i'm sorry you know it's a football stadium during a football game and the the, the you know the atmosphere uh, isn't conducive to a live concert the best the best seat in the house is going to be the people that see it on television because they'll get all the up close up close but and then but because you'll get the best seat in the house you'll see a lot of the over exaggerations and stuff like that because it's out in the middle of a field with a hundred thousand people out there and they can't see they can't see the movements if they're minimal because they're so big. That's why they that's why stage acting is always over exaggerated versus film acting. And that's why there are some actors that can be on stage and they're incredible, but on film they don't translate and vice versa. So I thought that it was okay. You know, it was, um, it was, you know, the spectacle was great, and that's what I measure, the spectacle. But I don't, I'm not a big Usher fan like that, and that song, yeah, 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 that song, um, you know, it, when it ironically, came out, it my song's called Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know. I don't that that song it don't do nothing for me like blame it on the alcohol don't do nothing for me. Yeah. I when it you. came out, you know, it was good, but it's got a it's got a date on it. Unless you're a super Usher fan, you know, and then you know, then you know, because you're a fan, you're a super fan. So me and John Beckman went back and forth about this. Because John Beckman co- completely hated it. Completely. <laughs> And I said, John, you know, it ain't it, it ain't your cup of tea. And then John Beckman sent me something that he loved, and I didn't like it because it ain't my cup of tea. But I can't tell you a performance that I saw at a football game during during the Super Bowl that I loved because it's not it's not set up for that. Um, I have been to um, the, the Raiders game where they had different artists performing, and they have it on a screen, but they also are on a platform that they perform on that's not on the field, and there's people around them. I mean, it's, it's, it's a cool little, it's a cool little deal. But uh, yeah, it well, was that just was John Fogerty. Okay, John Fogerty, we saw. One thing about yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. One thing about the yeah, 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 let me see how many people Little John uh, actually touched with his producer, though. Because it made me think of Blow the Whistle. It made me think of uh, just saying yeah. 
how he did, how it made me think of when when David Chappelle said, "Have you have you guys heard of when he first came out this new artist, uh, Little John? All he does is say, yeah, yeah, okay." And and what made me think of that and how many artists that Little John really touched when he did that song. But as as Usher did a run on his songs, let me see how many hits he really had. You know, he had a lot of he had a lot of music out there he played that really that right was like so. hits. He just started yeah, running a, down. A, it was a considerable hits, amount of it was from the Confessions album, though. Yeah, it don't matter yeah, it what it was from. It, it was he came. He did a run of hits. The Confessions he album like, is was in two thousand and four. Listening, but he has touched everybody from the west to the east, down south. He touched everybody. No, he I get everybody. that. Yeah, the Confessions album is from two thousand and four, though, gentlemen. Two thousand four. It's twenty years. No, ago. It, it is, but he still had a run. Of, he still had a run of hits, and it was interesting. Yeah, of course he Even did. the he Super Bowl party. Run. I was at. But I mean, Confessions was his the most the successful. Was his most successful run as an artist twenty years ago. You talking about Usher? Yeah, his Little most John? successful album is Confessions. Twenty. But we were talking. You were talking about Lil John. That was a, that's his most successful. But he's had other hits. Yeah, but he's talking about yeah, Lil no, John. Yeah, no, I understand it. The Yeah song is a big hit. That's the reason why it was the closer. Like when if you go to a Usher concert tomorrow. What do you think the closing song is going to be? Yeah. yeah. That song came out in 2006. <laughs> now, thank God. Listen, I look at, I look at Busta Rhymes, right? Busta Rhymes got one record that makes the crowd go nuts. Hands, you know, hands where your eyes can see. Song's over 20 years old. It's still a crowd banger. To this day, you play that in the club, everybody goes nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah is another one. It's a timeless song. That I will admit. You now, put that Hopkins, record on the dance you, floor. Hopkins, how you know what? what everybody goes nuts over in the club? When's the last time you said You to a know club? for a fact that exactly. when you play yeah, no matter exactly. where you are, no, no. when the last time you've been to a club? That's not, that's not <laughs> the one that everybody goes nuts over anymore. That's not the one. Which one? The one that everybody Which goes one? nuts over is the one where he's rapping fast now. That's the one everybody goes stupid for. The one, the sorry, one, that the one that who's he, rapping fast. But oh, we need to talk about the new, the new, the, the latest track that he's got. No, right. that one's that's the one yeah, that one's, that one's actually yeah, that one's really really popular now. But when Rob yeah, Buster closes the show, show he closes it with with no 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 he does it with that one he does it with that one. Stop, no, no, <laughs> no, I, 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 I no he does the one but. But hold on. Yes, he does. The one that he did before that we mentioned is more danceable. Hold on. In fact, I'll get Buster's latest set set list right now. I mean, first of all, most clubs today ain't playing Buster Rhymes anyway. We are old. We don't go to the club. Well, they're not playing any of that shit most of the time. I don't know. I don't know, Mary. There's some spots out there. There's parties out there. There's some spots out there. But what do you say, um, Blind Justice? <laughs> yeah, here we go right now. Based, 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 upon, based upon most played songs, Break Your Neck is actually played more than Put Your Hands Where I Can See. That's number two. It's, it's I, I, as far as the, the halftime show yesterday, I thought Usher did a great job. But Usher has been doing that same thing for a very, a very long time. I mean, he's. He He's been a, consistent with his performances. 
and his just his you know his kind of the Listen, entertaining part of his show. The dance the he did a great stuff. job when he took his clothes off. That's when he did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I'll leave I'll that for you, this. Mary. But I, I, I'll give him this. He, 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 he didn't need to do the roller skate thing. Right, in order to bust it, but the roller skate thing was a nice touch because he didn't yeah. bust his ass, and and it looked good. It did look good. Well, no, yeah, but he's been doing a lot of roller skating. He's been roller skating since he was young. Yeah, no, he still goes roller skating in Atlanta. People take pictures of it all the time. By the way, he also videos himself doing it. He yeah, immediately cool. in my head, I immediately thought of that little Bow Wow movie called Roll Bounce, which I actually saw the premiere. Oh my of. God, that was a great movie. That was that was a, wasn't that a good movie, Potter? That, that was, was a great movie. movie. I don't know what it is about that movie I like, but I love that. That's a great. Movie. That movie was so good. It was like it was. So, I mean, I, I, after the movie, I swear to God, dude, everybody in the theater was like, dude, that was like like incredibly good. It was such a fun movie. It doesn't end in a Hollywood way. It was good. Nick Cannon was great. Everybody who was in that movie was great. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of uh, crazy how uh, Kelsey ran into the coach. That shit was crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah. That, now that was that. that I don't know what was going on there. Like he was oh, really yeah, hyped up. I was like, dude. He was pissed. He was pissed because he wasn't in for that play. Yeah, he was being he yeah. got pulled from the game. Yeah, they, and Kelsey right. wanted to be in again because he knew like the cameras were on him. It was such an ego play. Oh, it was. Yeah, it but, was. That was but so, the goal bump. So I mean, he bumped Andy yeah. Reid, and he almost like he almost knocked him over. I was like, what? Andy Reid was like, what? Right. Oh, by first the way, nobody in the CBS to. booth, nobody in the CBS booth was happy with that. They all shat on him for that. Because they love Andy. Yeah, because Reed. They because love yeah, Andy because Reed. Andy Reid is Andy Reed has always been a, a player's coach. Yeah, such a you know, and, and when he was in Philadelphia, people always always rooted for Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. And they felt sorry. Some people, a lot of people felt sorry for him because like his Andy sons were his sons were just have. his sons were just oh man, his sons used to give him all kind of grief when they were in Philly. His sons would just get DUIs and drugs, and I mean, his sons were off the hook. One of them died, mm-hmm. but um, but uh, you know, so he always had to deal with that. But he was a player. Kelsey coach. didn't. Kelsey didn't I want to know why Kelsey himself. gave up. I want to know why Kelsey gave up that beautiful black girl he was dating to fucking date Taylor Swift. Well, if you think about it, he's making a shitload of money because because of it. <laughs> yeah, like, but that black like... girl he was dating was beautiful. And they oh, were yeah. for a while. She still is. She's still beautiful. You know? But just but, because uh, she's beautiful doesn't mean she's not a piece of shit or a pain in the ass or demanding or, you know, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would laugh at that bullshit, father. Ain't <laughs> no other man laughing but your fucking stupid ass. This is why I keep telling you, Potter, that he is your nemesis. No matter what you motherfuckers want to say, you a motherfucker of light, just opposite on playing field. You They're brothers. They're the ball brothers, that, that, Yeah, because that was nothing funny about that shit. That was one thing. That shit was so fucking corny. That was no, that funny. Shit, that shit was corny. Reese yeah, had the most corny shit I've heard you That shit was corny. Corn it was corny. Corn corn relax, Charles. Oh, 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 Charles. O
Oh, change your diaper, Charles. Relax. It was corny. No, Relax. it was corny, asshole. It was corny. Okay, all right. Change, change it was your diaper, corny. Charles. Fine. Relax. You, you know what? You Let's can't. You know what? You can't please everyone. Hey, did you guys hear That's about the Joe Wall Street? Did you hear about the Joe? Reese, I oh, like you saying that. Reese, Charles, Charles is like talking now. Okay. Did anybody see the Joel Osteen? Did anyone see the Joel Osteen shooter? Yes. Well, I didn't see the shooter, this, but I saw. I heard the story. Okay. Is there a picture of her the, out the now? The who? Oh yeah, there's a picture of her, and she is on the Gateway Pundit right now. Um. I guess, again, well, they're saying that this one, the legal name is Genesis Moreno. They are identified as a transgender who went by the name of Jeffrey. What? Oh, yeah. I guess they can't call it a hate crime. They're not putting that on the web like that. How you found that Well, it technically is a hate crime because she shot inside of a church. Right, it is. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's a hate crime. There's mm. a considerable hit on um, criminal history. But they history. were trying to say, but they were trying to say it was going to be a hate crime because it was a Spanish service about to start. But now, since Moreno is a Latino, they can't put that on. Well, it, yeah, because at the time, well, actually, remember the eleven o'clock service. That's eleven o'clock at night. What Joel Oldstein says that there was an 11 o'clock service that was going to begin. He was lucky that it didn't happen then when there were less police around, is what he said. So this happened between the hours um, – what was this? According to police, I'm trying to figure out exactly when the shooting took place because it was before the Super Bowl. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a picture of her on um, – what's it called? TheGatewayPundit.com. Um and uh, the weight is 190 pounds. That's not as much. And they are 5'5". Five, five. And the nicknames are Jeffrey Escalante. And there are some other previous mugshots. Of her. Did anybody get hurt? I, I didn't hear about the story. Uh, wait a minute, I'll tell you right now. Police killed her or him, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, that's right. Moreno walked into the building shortly after 2 p.m., accompanied by a child estimated to be four or five years old, opened fire. The church was transitioning between services and gearing up for a – you were right, Mary. He was gearing up for a Spanish service when the attack happened, as described by televangelist Pastor Olstein. It was a moment of transition. I can only imagine what could have occurred if it had happened during the 11 o'clock services, what he said. The chilling scene was partially captured on a church video feed, but was, which was abruptly interrupted by the sounds of gunfire and screams. Two officers, uh, two off-duty officers, 28-year-old from Houston Police Department and a 38-year-old Texas Alcohol Beverage Commission agent, both with under five years of service, confronted the shooter, resulted in him being shot. The 57-year-old man caught in the situation as an innocent bystander was shot in the leg. Uh, The child, whose relationship with Moreno has not been disclosed, was shot and is currently in critical condition. And they've got pictures of the gun. Looks like a rifle that was used. Yeah, it was a long gun. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And they've got, uh, somebody's got the prior history of uh, Moreno up as well, according to this. Uh, Evading arrest in 2011. Theft in 2010. Forgery, assault, bodily injury in 2009. Failure to stop and give info in 2005. Assault and bodily, bodily injury. Wasn't this person only foot five? Yeah. <laughs> five foot who five, exactly. Were, like, who the fuck were they hurting? I don't Did know. You... <laughs> Your favorite people? <laughs> <laughs> not, they are not my favorite people. I hate those fuckers. Goddamn Oompa Loompa. Ten-year-olds? Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> By the way, somebody mentioned Jermaine Dupree. Who the fuck? Allowed him to be that was the word of the day, well, Reed. I, I heard you. Them bitch ass socks that he wore. He has bitch no socks he wore. Listen to me. He <laughs> has no friends, Jermaine Dupree. Because if he had friends, <laughs> they would have never let him go outside like that. Okay, first of all, he was going to a funeral brunch. Did Did anybody? First of all, he looked like what's his name? Uh, CeeLo um, Green from Goody Mob. Yeah, he looked so, like CeeLo Green's but, mini me. Wow. Right. <laughs> <Mini me. laughs> did I thought it was a random person from the, the audience. Monique? Did anybody see I think the it's Monique very interesting how the blockheads just took over the J. King show. They're doing a wonderful job, and they're not blockheads. Oh, okay. shut up. What is this? You're you a handkerchief. Here. Are you talking did about anybody, Monique did, did an interview on Club Shay Shay? Did Monique interview with Shay Shay and then see D.L. Hughley's response to her and her husband because they had to come back and correct something she said about the cease and, uh, what is it, the uh, cease and desist, what is that? What is it uh, when you give somebody a cease and desist? What, is that what it's called? Yeah. We, yeah. Okay, yeah. So she, you know, she said on Shay Shay on Club Shay Shay that she, her lawyer had to send his people a cease and desist on that interview that they were going to do about, you know, when they asked her all those uh, scathing things about her husband that they said was funny. But then D.L. Hughley responded to that, oh, he went the fuck off on her. He went off. Oh, you haven't seen it? I advise you to go see to look it up. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, people are what, tired of Monique already. She's been doing yeah, this and for people how many are tired years? of D.L. Hughley. I mean, they're the two most uninteresting people in the world beefing. Do you know that? But it's like watching them argue is like bum fights. You kind of go, "Ooh, that's messed up," and then you move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they. they I don't think either of them. I don't think either of them are funny. No, I think that the, the most interesting thing is that Monique has been saying things over and over again. And now that everybody else wants to cry about it, now it's becoming a dried-out talk. Nobody yeah. wants to talk about it anymore. And I exactly. think Shay Shay now, uh, and Shay, whatever you want to call yourself, you want to call it Shay Shay, that just don't sound right to no man. But now he's mm-hmm. pretty much has become the gossip coach, I agree. Uh, host now. He is. And, now, now, and, so and the problem is that everybody's giving him this, this goddamn, uh, who that Murray, that, that Murray fucking sense of shit. I don't even like that. Because he's also talked about uh, Mike Epps recently. Somebody he ever see him, he going whatever, blah, blah, blah. He, he's getting countless counts. And I hate when black people are drawn into that controversial bullshit. Because instead of us trying to make things better for each other, 
we all agree is one problem, somebody makes it a bigger thing, saying, okay, yeah, it, it, it's not my problem, but we're going to put it out there. So what makes uh, Shay Shay different from Oprah and Gail? Make no fucking difference. Because it's just a big reality show. I mean, it's just a bunch of drama. I Listen, I don't think anybody has an obligation to someone based upon race, in my view, because sadly enough, people are very selective about that because everybody says, like, oh, we need to stop putting black people down. Yeah, but then you don't have a problem when you do it with certain individuals you don't like or you don't agree with ideologically, right? Like, don't. Don't say, don't put black people down and then be selective in that bullshit. Because truth be told, you people are selective. So if you're a horrible individual, it doesn't matter whether or not you're black. You should, it's almost like the DEI argument. It's like now you're saying that because, you know, because they're black, Reece, they're beyond scrutiny. Reece, listen to me, though. Listen to me. And it's not about – you're trying to – I understand you're trying to diverge in the black situation. But black black controversy makes a lot of good TV. White controversy doesn't make all that TV like you want to make it breathe. When you bring a lot of black people arguing about all the shit they argue about, which makes sense on the shit they are arguing about, is is uh, I should say, but um, say real in their in their in their life, whether you want to believe it or not, it becomes big TV. It's always been big, big TV. Why reality? Why do you think reality shows are so huge? You don't think white people make them big? You don't think white white reality TV is all that great, and it does. They do have country stars who have reality stars, and the Jersey people, but the Italians are different. They are different. They're different people, it's like the Spanish people. They're different. But black reality TV makes a lot of money. It does. Consumption is consumption. I, you know, what was that thing I was talking? Oh, Bill no, Burr. no, consumption. No, listen, no, no. Because then you want something. If you want to do that, let's put it in brands. No, don't say consumption. Consumption. There's different things. There are some people who like regular raisin brand, and there are some people who like raisin brand crunch. It's not the same thing. So don't say no, consumption is consumption. It is no, it's consumption. Not the same. Me, hear me out for no, a second. No, listen, hear, hear me, let me explain to you what I mean by the different. consumption part. Go ahead. Let, me, let me hear you out by the consumption part. You have a lot of people who talk a good game, and then you see what their habits are, right? Bill Burr did that, that last comedy tour that he did where he raked the WNBA over the coals. And he said, people keep talking about how they need to be they need to be paid this amount, but then you go to the to the games, and not even a third of the audience is filled, right? So you got wait a minute. So we're all supposed to believe that they should be paid, but nobody is is showing up. And then he makes the contrast. You watch the Real Housewives; millions show up to watch that garbage where women are tearing each other down instead of going to watch a sport where women are getting together trying to accomplish one goal. It is consumption. It's the choice of that consumption. Now, I'm not saying you could virtue signal and say, you are bad people because you don't want to promote the, the unity of these women in the basketball game, and you'd rather see the Kardashians and Real Housewives. You can virtue signal all the time, but guess what? It is a choice. And when people make that choice, you have to either accept it or bitch about it. I prefer to just accept it because you can't control it. You can't. And this okay. is the D.L. Hughley and, and, and Monique thing. You can't control that. If those two people are going to tear each other down, there ain't nothing you can do about that. That's, they got a beef that no one can contain. 
They only but suffer listen, the consequences of that, not us. I, I think that I think that when you make when you come out there and you do beef like that, and you're trying to go in the field, say say somebody's arguing um, um, atoms versus neutrons and some bullshit damn theory, right? And if you're in that field, yeah, you're gonna sit there and listen to that argument. I think it's worth you because you're invested into that situation. But you shouldn't be invested into all of the better bullshit sometimes that people keep spitting. So, it's, listen, I, and I'm not going to lie, I like the, the, the fucking fact that women who fucking have these kids don't know who their baby daddy is, and they put themselves on reality shows. It's, it's fucked up. And it's, it's funny in so many ways, but it's not funny. Because to me, it says there's a lot of, a lot of people who don't have a, a, a real reality of the consequences in life. And it's the same thing. But the problem is, is that when we start understanding that there's a fabric where it's being torn in one situation and everybody's complaining about it, but everybody's just making a controversial TV, when the people are really discussing real problems, we're taking, we're taking what it should be talked about, what the conversation really is, and turning it into something negative. The same way you do sometimes, Reese, when you take something positive and turn it into something negative. You're great at that. You're very great at that. Oh, it's called, it's called, it's called <laughs> levity. It's called levity. I love it. Listen, I do it all the time. It's, it's one of my best. It's, it's one of the best fabrics of what of what I do on radio. Because in a minute, and you've listened to my show before, I'll be talking about something serious for a good solid three four minutes, and then right at the end, when I'm about to end it, I end it with a joke or something satirical, like right at the end. Why to bring it all back? Because. The objective is is to get you pissed off about it and then bang, getting you with the zinger. That's just that's always been my form. So it's like I don't want people to get obsessed about the the fact that it's all screwed up. There's a joke in there somewhere, and I think people react to it. Yeah, you know, I get that a lot from WBN. It's like, dude, people say, I'm so glad you have a way to put levity into all of this shit because it's enough to get you angry. I don't believe in that. Oh, trust me, here, I can turn the tables uh, on a situation and make it worse, but that's because I know how. And one of my biggest objectives here is know the subject, like know the person. Like when we had Latoya London on, right, I knew that the the perfect freaking angle to go on was that Fantasia illiteracy thing. (laughs) I knew exactly how everybody would respond to that. But it's like you can't get mad because it's – it's true. But you're like, damn, why'd you have to go in that direction? Because that's what I do. <laughs> no, you know, it, and, and I'm with you on that. I know I'm, I'm with you on that, Reese. I think it does. I think it does. And, and, and you, you're right. I never say I hated it. I say you do it well. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's one of your great, your, your great attributes. <laughs> The fucking fucking society up and keeping it straight. I'm just saying. I, I look, but I'm saying that at some point it becomes white noise. It, it becomes disgusting, though. That's what it, it does to me. And does and that to me that that signals that that society who intunes more into this bullshit is heading down a wrong script. Because instead of paying attention to the newspapers and the shit that's real, we might have spent we would have spent time on the rhetoric bullshit that has no real meaning. To our world, and, and, and entertainment, yeah. entertainment. No matter how you look at it, I have nothing. I have nothing wrong with how you want to take and actually take your time. Because I like watching a lot of funny shit myself, and I think that everybody should have a time where they should get out of reality and look at some funny shit and, and wind down and relax and laugh at the world 
that we live in. But some shit has become, it's like somebody shitting on your doorstep every day. You're tired of it. I'm fucking tired of it. Let's get this done. Because I think uh, overnight when I heard the, the Shay Shay going off on Michael F., me personally, some of those guys, they just, they just, they, they bullies themselves. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time, where do you see me? We will have a conversation. What the fuck you about with you? I'm gonna say the fuck I want to say, no matter fucking what. You gonna say the fuck you gotta say. That's that's <laughs> the reality. But some people, because you know who else was good for that? Uh, which bought the gap in his mouth. Uh, ex football player, not Vicky. Uh, Michael Cole. Shanahan. Uh, right. Somebody made a joke on his ass, and he he wouldn't check. He wouldn't check, uh, check somebody because they made a uh, a joke about his gap in his mouth. Except the dude, that's what you you gotta get. You gotta get between your feet. It's a fucking joke. But that's what I'm saying. That's where we at, though, Reese. That people just like you making jokes and, and saying what they feel or what they, what may not be true. They just can't take it and let it go. And I, I'm one of the people, and I, I just had a conversation yesterday with somebody where we were listening to a piece of music. And it was it was one of those old blues uh, ballroom songs, and the guy was mentioning how he would do so many things to her, for her to give him everything she wants that she had, you know. And the guy was like, "Well, what kind of man is that?" And we sit. One of the guys sitting at the table. His wife makes pretty much. I should say not his wife. His fiance makes all the money, and he's a hustler. What I was about her, he's nothing. <laughs> But he be ready to ridicule somebody who's singing a song. It's not that serious, bro. Fucking stop it. It's a song. It's, you don't have to like I it. don't so listen. Like I said, I don't. The people who matter, like I just did my, my Sunday show on WTIC, and I mentioned the whole, like, you know, everyone's up in arms about the, the Taylor Swift nonsense, right? Like, you know, it's like, oh, it was a big controversy. I'm like, dude. It's a controversy if you want it to be. It's a controversy if you want to pay attention to the people who are making it a controversy, but there's no, no significance. There's no significance in it. I watched these people on CNN and MSNBC to dedicate an entire eight-minute segment to Taylor Swift and the controversy with the quote-unquote MAGA right. And my question was, this was more important than a woman sitting outside. Because if we, we're talking about you know, apples and apples here. That controversy said, look how off the rails MAGA Republicans are that they think that Taylor Swift is a plant or a psyop who's going to endorse President Biden. You have that with the backdrop of Associated Press talking to a protester outside of the Supreme Court while the Colorado case is being heard where to take Donald Trump off the ballot. A woman outside of protesters talking to the Associated Press. And the woman says that if Donald Trump is president, becomes president of the United States, that he's going to kill people off like uh, Hitler did in Germany. So I'm going, wow. dude, like you, like right. So look at that, right? You think Taylor Swift, like Republicans think Taylor Swift is a, a psyop. That's a controversy we need to pay attention to. But person is sitting outside saying we have to take Donald Trump off the ballot. We have to violate the Constitution of the United States because he's going to be Hitler. Not one person pushes back and goes, i got to dedicate eight minutes of my show to this cuckoo and people in this country who believe that. No, they ignored that. Who do you think is more detrimental? Someone who's running around spreading it. You care about misinformation and disinformation? 
Why did you even say that? Like, why would you not cover that? And the reason I, is I, I people think this, are whole, this whole thing is going to get even more wild. People, oh, they're going to be people are going to be saying all kind of stuff on both sides of the aisle. During oh, this. I believe this, it. This, this thing is about to get wild. I, I mean, oh, the way I so, see it. I thought 2016. Okay. I thought 2016 was going to be like was going to go nuts. Now I don't know what the level of shit is that it's going to be, but I will tell you this, and I know I'm probably stirring a powder keg here it, it, to some degree, but I'm telling you. That Putin interview, that opened my eyes, that opened my eyes in a way that it never has before. Because if, if it's true that Vladimir Putin wanted to join or was interested in joining what he called the bourgeois West and wanted to join West and, did, and wanted to join like the civilized West is what he called it. He wanted to join the civilized West and he was rebuffed. If Donald Trump saw that interview and believed that if he wins – that he can get Vladimir Putin to join an alliance with Western countries against the globalists, they have to kill him. Do you understand me? That's what I learned in that interview. Donald Trump saw that interview and, and saw what Vladimir Putin wants to do is to say, listen, we're, we don't want to eradicate the world. We're not going to fire nuclear weapons. We wish that we could join the alliance, that we could all be at peace. We want to be at peace. If Donald Trump says, I want to make an allegiance with with Russia, they have to kill him. The CIA has already made it clear three separate times that they don't want Putin in any alliance with the West, and they are there to fight him and destroy him and make him the big evil son of a bitch that they, they claim he is. That's their deal. Donald Trump can't become president. That's how crazy I think this is going to be. I think the craziest thing is how they let Biden go and then call him feeble-minded. That was ridiculous. Who called him feeble? Well, I'm well. Just saying, he's old. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, saying to, that he's a, 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 a good-natured man. He got who, away because of that. He actually, they. I mean, how I read it. Oh, they oh, were oh, saying oh, okay. that his defense would be that he's old, so they wouldn't win the case or something. I said, what kind right. of shit well, is that? Well, what he's man? saying is they're saying, look. If he's going to be tried, he's going to be tried in Delaware, if, right? If he's tried anywhere, he's going to be tried in Delaware. He is the former senator of Delaware, Delaware and, a, and a sitting president of the United States. According to Robert Hur, in essence, he's saying, look, did Biden commit criminal acts? Yeah, decades worth, okay? All the way from when he was a senator to when he was a vice president, right? He committed a, what, egregious acts. But if he were to put him on trial, again, if you go in a federal trial, the objective when you go into a federal trial is you've got to be at least 93% certain you're going to get a conviction. Her's description of that is explaining, look, the guy committed crimes. I can't charge him because he would look like a doddering old man to the defense. They, wouldn't, they couldn't look at him as a criminal, right? Because the objective of a prosecutor is to make this guy look like he was a bad actor. If Joe Biden were to get in front of a jury – Robert Horst said, listen, I, I, if I even questioned him harshly and he seemed like he was fumbling, he would win favor with the jury. It's, it's not in our best interest to, to try him. So that's why they put it in the report. Now, the Democrats are pissed off that it's in there at all, but they're not understanding why. They refuse to understand. The only reason why he wasn't charged is because he's a doddering old man who can't remember shit. And what were the two things that he should have remembered? The two most important things he could have remembered, he couldn't 
even muster the memory. When was I vice president? He couldn't remember. Was I vice president in 2009? Yes, motherfucker. That was the year you started. Was I still vice president in 2013, he asked. Yes, dude. You were vice president until 2016. Couldn't remember that. And the one thing in which he talks about everywhere is his son, Bo, in his passing. He says, you know, he asked him, when did your son, Bo, die? He couldn't remember. And then when he gets on stage in front of the American people, he's outraged that he was even asked about it and then pulls out his rosaries and says, I, I, how dare he even ask? I received these rosaries when he passed away from Our Lady of, and he couldn't remember where. And he daughters off and then moves on. So he looked like a, even more, I mean, that's the reason why he wasn't charged. Because again, what, why would I get him on the stand? He would be on there and just go, and I don't recall, I don't recall, I don't recall. You don't remember Bo's death? You talk about him at length. In fact, the three officers, Yousef, the three officers, uh, the three um, reservists, the three black reservists who just died in Jordan, he called right. one of them. It's on tape. He calls one of them and talks about how his son, Bo, died in Iraq. But he didn't. And it's a story he keeps telling about Bo dying in Iraq. Bo never died in Iraq. Bo died of cancer. I it's mean, just it's, crazy the, how the guy, this drama's going on in American politics, man. It's it's like it's theatrics. It's all theatrics to me. Yo, when they I said, mean, I told my I, wife today. I told my wife today. You want to prove that Joe Biden's not in charge? Here's one. Last night at 10:58 after the football game, he types he types on on Twitter, just as we wrote it, just as we drew it up because of the conspiracy that the White House was in cahoots with fixing the game at 10.58, people respond by saying, if you expect us to believe that old Joe was up at close to 11 o'clock last night watching the game, please tell his intern we're smarter than that. That's not even the worst part. Two months ago, Corinne Jean-Pierre was supposed to be tweeting something from Joe Biden's account. She tweeted it from her own as Joe Biden. She got stone cold busted tweeting to Joe Biden, tweeting as Joe Biden on her own account. So even the freaking administration is too doddering and old and stupid to recognize that Joe Biden ain't in control. Everybody understands he's not in control, Reese, whether they admit it or not. Everybody knows he's not in control. And it's not his fault. I mean, he got... You know, he's senile, has dementia, whatever. It's not his fault, but everybody understands he's not in control. He doesn't even know what day of the week it is. So when they say that the administration did this or Joe Biden did that, I think everybody understands the people behind him, you know, in his administration are doing it, not him. Yeah, but it's um, it's sad. But But, but – at the same time, because this is such a politically charged society um, and people are at each other's throats, that's almost immaterial. People don't, they don't really care if it's Joe Biden in there or a German Shepherd or they just want what they want <laughs> and what, or what they don't want. They, no, I'm serious. I'm not even joking. People don't care at this point. They could care less. 
if you don't like if you don't like Joe Biden, then you're going to be on one side. If you don't like Trump, you're going to be on the other. And the people that don't like Trump, they they're just saying, well, we. I mean, it's almost getting to the point where they're just like, why don't we just kill Trump? It's almost yep. getting to that point because they're just saying, when he gets in, he's going to kill everybody. So why don't you know? That's pretty much saying, why don't we just kill him first? Well, like here, it's getting rem- to that point. This is wild. Like I, I remember don't think I've why ever they seen, want him. Remember why they don't want him in? Because again, he's already made the claim that he's not following the globalists. He refuses. That that messes up everything. Like the globalists. You know, the, the Klaus Schwab's and the, you know, World Economic Forum, they've got a plan. We're going to digital currency. We're going to go right. to microchips and everything. We're gonna, we yep. want to monitor your money. We want to monitor your lives. We're going to get you off your gas-guzzling vehicles. You're going to go straight to electric. Everything we're going to get you on, the, on um, what's the name? Uh, we're also going to get you on the dole with a universal income. Universal. Yes. Yeah, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. We're going to do all that. And Donald Trump is sitting up there going, look, this is not freedom where, where I sit. And we're going to end all of that. And you're a complete threat. You know, he's a threat to every one of their motives. And, you know, again, people get mad at me when I say this, but trust me, just try it. Don't, 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 don't flip out on me. Just try it. Listen to two speeches by any president and then listen to a speech by Donald Trump and count the, the word I versus we with those presidents and Donald Trump. I promise you, when Donald Trump speaks, he says more of we than I. It's one of the things that I always notice, like how often a person says we – we are going to, we should, we can, all that. When you hear in other presidents, and I mentioned in one particular who does a lot of I's, but listen to the difference and see how many people say I in their speech versus we. You know the, you know the person I've, I've heard when they were speaking, a, a politician, I guess, or wants to be a politician, the person I heard use I the most, and, and I'm not even joking. When I called in a couple, what was it, a week and a half ago, a week ago, uh-huh. when that woman, when Jay had the woman on, I came oh, in, yeah. I joined in the middle of the conversation, and I was stunned by how much she kept saying I. Exactly. It was, it was amazing. She was like, I this and I that and I that. I was like, wow. Exactly. Who is this? I didn't even know who she was. And that was I the just, reason. I joined late. You heard me when I jumped in, and I said, this they say i hear it a lot that they say it was like this is what a lot of people tell me i'm like okay a lot of people telling you is not a consensus that means that a lot of people who know you are in your space tell you those things and they agree with with your point of view that isn't to say that you don't really you're not interested in a bunch of people but when you start talking about i and she said it in the reason why she decided to run right she goes i saw these things and i didn't like them and i want to change them and i'm like and the things that she's talking about has to be done by force. Why? Because she has decided she doesn't like them. Well, look, if the people at writ large do, you're going to have to take the L. Because, you know, what's one of the reasons why um, housing hasn't improved in California? Primarily because, and, and, and what's his name? Sh- uh, Schellenberger, that, that, that reporter who's been in California his entire life reporting on this. He says, yeah, of course they all want affordable housing. 
But then when they vote on affordable housing in certain neighborhoods, locally, people vote against it. On the ballot, they vote for it. They're like, yeah, I'm for that. And then they say, okay, we're bringing it to your neighborhood. And the local board, school, I mean, um, what's the name, city council, people are in there protesting. Don't put it in my backyard. I said I wanted it, but I don't want to hear. So that's usually the, the, the problem. And not only that, you have the renewable and the, the what's the name, the environmental concerns now that are making building these homes more expensive. So you never get it. You just get a whole bunch of freaking platitudes about we need to do it. But they never do it. The objective is to wear the Amphar pin. That's all they want. They just want to wear the ribbon. I'm for you know housing the houseless. Okay, what are you doing about it? Well, it's a little difficult. Than this, actually, just yeah. <laughs> and it always it's, is. It's a, it always but is. It is, but you you have to have courage because you have to talk to people. No, you have to you above, have to have above you on the political product. spectrum. Yeah, yeah, it, it's tough, and you're not going to do it all on your own. Yeah, it um, never works. It never works because the guys are just lofty. It's like, we can do it. I'm like, okay, how? Well, we've got to put a commission together. I'm like, okay, how much is that going to cost? Right? It's like, <laughs> can, we, can we actually find a place where this had, has worked and then do that? Right? It's like, when you ask me, it's like, okay, socialism, we tried it in other countries and it failed. In Venezuela, it failed. Why can we bring it here? And you know what their answer is? Well, it wasn't done right. What do you mean, done right? Socialism, it, it's never done right. It's like, that's the whole deal. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's like running a car on Kool-Aid. I was like, hey, it only ran for 50 miles. I was like, what should we do now? Well, we should make another car that runs on Kool-Aid. Well, wait a minute, the last one didn't work. Yeah, because it wasn't done right. Ugh, we're going to spend more money on Kool-Aid, well, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> I, think what, I think the socialist Marxists say, Oh, it would have worked if the if the capitalists hadn't gotten involved yes, or something like that. Yes, it's always somebody else's uh, and, fault, and, not their plan. But my whole thing is <laughs> my whole thing is then it doesn't work. And I was like, Yeah, it works except for I was like, No, there's no such thing it works except for you take that into account. If you haven't taken that into account in your design of how you govern yourself, then what you have doesn't work. You gotta take everything into account, including yeah. defending yourself and defending your government. If you can't do that, then it doesn't work. Do you notice the part that I just heard yesterday was driving me up the wall? And this is crazy. So California, Gavin Newsom just said that he's going to give free health care to 700,000 illegals, Nicole. Was that correct? Yes. I think it's 700,000 um, illegals. It's quite a, right. The number is quite large. I think, yeah. yeah you're in the ball. So, yes. So 700,000 illegals are going to get free health care. So I'm on Twitter, I'm on TikTok, and I'm on, I'm, I'm on um, what's them, Instagram. And so I'm seeing all of these people in California, African-Americans in particular, they're all talking about the free stuff that illegals are getting when they come into town. And I was like, I can't believe they're getting this, can't believe they're getting that, they're getting $3,000, some people are getting $8,000, some people are getting housing, blah, blah, blah. But then they mentioned health care. And I was like, and I, they even get free health care. They get free health care. And my immediate response to that when I hear it is, I go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, dude. You already have free health care. What are you beefing about? And they go, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Obamacare, silly. I thought you already had free health care. That's still the law. Did you forget the Affordable Care Act? 
And now everybody's going, oh, but that shit don't work. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't because it's subsidized and they're getting free health care. So you got boondoggled into believing that that was for you and it didn't work. It was always a boondoggle. But hold up. The, the, the Obamacare thing was not supported to give uh, young people free health care. Yes, that it was. was. Made to actually, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was allowing you to have health care. I stopped. It was allowing allow you to have health care at a cheaper cost. It was ah. you. Instead of you paying a, a big price for health care, it allowed you to buy health care at a cheap cost. So, like, my yeah. sister, her, her, when her, her, her daughter needed health care, because she wasn't working at a, a, a job that can give her a privileged full-time person. She worked a couple of jobs. She was able to afford health care on a cheaper system, which gave her not – the system itself is built better because it gives you a lot more advantages. But it was mm-hmm. supposed to help the older generation out more, not mm-hmm. so much the younger generation. So when you say – Wait a minute, you can stay on your parents' health care until you're no, 26? Now, now you, the, the you, reality is, no hospital, the reality is, no hospital can refuse you care. None, zero. If your ass come in there dying, it don't make a difference. They have to take care of you. Even if it's a woman hospital and you're only the hospital on the way, if that, that person needs help, they cannot refuse you. Now, there are hospitals that will tell you, we can't do nothing for you. Go about your way. Because they, they think you're not going to sue them. You're not going to do them anything. You're not going to come after, but no hospital can refuse you care. That's like that's like look, that's like you, something happens to you, Reese, and you pull out your car from an accident, and a doctor right there on site, he can't even refuse you care, because it is 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 a, a, a oath they take. Even RN nurses have an oath they take that if somebody's on the street and needs care, they're supposed to take care of you and supposed to see you okay, until you get to right. medical facility. Yeah, I know I'm right. I know. My question, I got family my in question care. to you is, is that all of that health care is subsidized because if you can't pay for it, you are covered no matter what. If you couldn't pay, you can't even pay yeah, a but, minimum. You're covered. You're subsidized. So, That's free health care. Well, look, we, we all pay into listen. We all pay into a system, no matter how you want to look at it. So I don't, nothing are your parents alive? When you're young. My parents are alive. Okay, so let me ask you a My question. Should your parents be paying for Nicole's prenatal care? Yes. <laughs> wait, wait. Sorry, wait, couldn't <laughs> Okay, so look, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. To those who believe in, who don't believe in abortion, yeah, you should be paying into it. I'm going to tell oh, you no, that. No, no, no. I'm saying because look, your parents say can't why. have children. No, no, no. Your, your parents can't have children anymore, but they're paying for the prenatal care of somebody who can. That's, well, parents, that's not fair parents, to them. Well, well, that's not look, fair to them. I, listen, there's a lot of things that are not fair in life, Reese, and you know that. And I don't think that's even one of them. But I think that that's rich people on the, on, the, on the... Listen, wait, wait, wait. No, listen. Listen, the same way I feel that I think there should be a higher tax bracket for people who are rich and wealthy. I think there should be. I think there shouldn't be any loopholes. But there are many loopholes. And just like you like to argue and say, well, you know, in the end, some people don't pay no taxes. You get it all back anyway. I mean, there's a lot of arguments you can make. So when you start trying to throw apples and oranges and, and peanuts around, 
We can say all, the whole system is fucked up. It ain't nothing fair. We can go that all day. That's an all-day argument. So I'm not even about to get to that long discussion with you. No, that's no. Look at Potter. Potter. Don't try to clean up we shit. I don't need you fucking talking. I'm not. I'm not. You know, he doesn't have to clean it up. No, no. I'm not cleaning up his stuff. I was going to make a comment. It had nothing to do with what we said. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. These scissors. You see how this works? Listen. The, one of the reasons, equity under the law is mandatory. That's one of the maxims of law. That's right. And I think, what's, I think what's going on is, you know, when we look at wealthy people, I think this is where education is important. Because the same way that they do it, we can do it also. They just have the, 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 they have the education or the legal help and the legal help to understand that they operate in commerce. So instead of operating how we know you know what? do, Potter, Potter, we have I to love, operate. I love, I love everybody come talk that positive talk, but there's got to be a balance in life. I don't care how you want to look at it. There needs to be balance. Life is full of balances. That's why there's good and evil. That's why some evils are necessary. Do you believe in that, Potter? Do you believe that some evils are necessary? Uh, no. I'm asking you a question. Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. You know what? That means that means you don't look at it in reality, because some evils are necessary. There are some motherfuckers that need to go out there and clean toilets so business can operate. Yeah, agreed. That's very evil. Agreed. So listen, that's not an so that's evil. So listen. But that's okay, not no, an I, I, evil. I, I, no, 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 no. Listen, no. Listen, 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 listen. Why? Next question, Reese. Have you ever been in a fucking stall when the fucking like somebody took and dragged their ass? Through three stalls all over oh, yeah. the floor, and a motherfucker <laughs> had to go in there and hold the bitch down because it's sanitary. Okay, so let me tell you something. That is evil. That is, and I'm telling you, I've seen employees. <laughs> listen, I've seen employees know that the motherfucker had to come in there and clean the fucking toilet, and he took their clothes off and shit all over that motherfucker, and walked out of there like nothing happened. Until the person came out there and had to fucking make her. Look evil. But it was okay that that person did it several times. I'm telling you, that's a necessary I'm saying, there are people out there who do shit like that on purpose. They're, they're, listen, there's the guys who come out of prison and nobody wants to hire them. And, and now society has to accept. I remember one time, you had to do a whole big criminal background to get a job at, at little places. Now society has to actually take and redeem those things and say, well, you know what? We have to look by some things now. You know, yeah, we know he was in prison 20 years and he murdered five people. But what, you know, he has no record as since he's been out in the last two years. So we're going to deem him clean and we're going to go ahead and hire him. Not saying this motherfucking nice fight, not, not crazy shit again, but that's what society is. And I understand part of that you don't deal in real society. I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't believe you. You really go out there and look at the motherfuckers out there on the street and say, well, you know what? You can make your life better. I think you do that in your mind. But the reality is they need some lower pole people. And you can't teach everybody how to be a mechanic. Wait a minute. Who needs you to be poor? Everybody. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying we need poor people? No, no. No, listen. Oh. They, listen. No, because I'm those saying, guys I'm are saying we need poor people. Wait, wait, Reese. Next question, Reese. Reese, next question. I'm, I'm going to be so real with you. I'm, I'm going to be so oh, real okay. with you. Okay, he did say I'm that. Because I agree. Job. I'm gonna take a no. Listen, 
I'm going to take a labor job that you think made a lot of money in the beginning. Do you think welders make a lot of money in the beginning? No, no. Listen, I, again, I, I just want to clarify. No, Somebody Charles. got a trade job. Yes, Charles, I'm, I'm I, listen to me. Trade. What I'm trying to say is if you said that, I agree with you. you. Listen, it's not that we need poor people. In fact, that it's not about need. I think it's essential because oh, yeah. you know, it's as you were just talking about, like a necessary evil, right? I mean, you're you're sort of lumping right. certain things into that evil. I am, I am, I am going out there. The, like ne- that, yeah. the necessary evil that you're talking about is right. Is if we can't determine what is good and what is evil, we and we don't know which is which, then there's anarchy. Right, that to some degree we have to right. accept that there is evil in the world in order for us to recognize the good, right? To inspire people yes, to do good. Yes, if sir. everything is okay, right, that's where you have anarchy. Right? There are no limitations on what a person could do. And literally I was just talking about this on Buffalo, W B E N. I said, This is one of the problems that I have with our society is that people will talk about a politician and they turn around and go, uh, what they say? They're like, oh, but everybody does that. And I'm like, wait a minute. When do we put a, a a cap on who can do it, so that we understand that if it's if it's okay for everybody to do it, what else is okay for everybody to do? If people murder each other and there's no sort of scrutiny for that behavior, then that becomes permissible. And don't think that we don't live in a society that does. We used to have a society that used to. Uh, celebrate marriage. They used to celebrate family unity. Now a family could be anything you want. And what have we seen? We've seen the deterioration of society because of it, right? So again, there has to be a cap on what is good and there has to be a cap on what is bad. And if we start saying that anything is okay and all bets are off, then you might as well just say, hang it all up, folks, and we'll live in a a mindless, insane asylum where everything is, isn't off limits. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, See, it, but, it almost it, it, it almost has to go that way, almost. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's a cycle. Let me, let me, mm-hmm. It it's is a cycle. A cycle. It's got to burn it's, down it's, it's, it's to, to be built up again. You know, it, nobody that really understands that the quote, <laughs> nobody understands <laughs> the quote, our roads have come through the concrete. Those people who sacrifice everything and go through the jungle and work all those crazy jobs, know they have a, a road to better a better life because they're they're painting that road. It's hard. So let's take let's take J. King who said he sold everything. He sacrificed everything to become what he was. Those people who work multiple jobs to get a better degree, they know they're painting their road. But there's some people who can't who can't get to that level. You can try to drag them along, try to read read with them. Do everything you want. If it doesn't burn their mind, if it doesn't instill in their soul, you can't drag that train with you. All you're going to need is another kaboo to try to help hold. And, and that's what society is now. It tries to help some people, but in the end, you can't make everybody be what you want. It's like everybody can be a lawyer. Everybody, no, you can't. You can't instill somebody wanting to know law, somebody who's going to have a, uh, not just a desire to know, but a desire to use it in the form for, for good or bad, they, they, everybody has to have a passion. You, you have your passion for media, Reese. Potter has his passion for his job that he does. Everybody has to have that passion for what they do. Without that, you're miserable. You're in a job. You're just doing it just for the sake of it. And I'm sorry, that's that's just the way it is. I, I lo- look, 
I would have I, I stayed in the relevant, but our state didn't allow it. And I could have went to another state. And I said, you know what? The doctor said, look, I'm losing, I'm going to lose my eyesight in the process. I can't do it no more. So guess what? I did dumb down. I did take a little path because I was at a point in my life, I just needed to work. And so I got two jobs. But I never would think I would get to a point where I'll be good right now. But life has made me better. It has. Can I be better? Yes, I can always be better. Everybody can always be better. But it's all about what you make of it. You know what I'm saying? So there, there are people out there in my age who had multiple jobs, and it's sad to say they will, they will talk crap because of other things they've done, other jobs, and other things. Well, and, I, and my question to them is, if other places did other things, why are you not still there? Evidently, you didn't agree with their tactics. So now you're here, restarting your life all over again from the bottom. Come on, stop it. You know? I agree. It's a scary proposition, man. To get older and be in in a system that seems as though it's not for you. You know what I mean? Economically, it seems like it's just not working for you. And as for a lot of people, you know, we're, a lot of us are in that position. Um, but, you know, trying to change it, that's the, that's the trick, man, trying to really change the system or figuring out, a, a you know, making the tweaks uh, or whatever so that the system works better because it doesn't work right now for a lot of people. I don't remember what sense that what politicians said this. Somebody said if you've worked, worked all your life until your sixties, there should be some kind of bed sheet besides other things that you just you you just throwing into your seed to try to support your, your your later years. Somebody should be able to look at you and say, Yeah, you know what, you paid to the system, you've always been a, a consistent worker, blah blah blah. That's not the way it works the what it works. You got people, look, I know there are people that work right now, in my job right now, who's in their 70s working because they feel like even if they got their Social Security, it still wouldn't be enough. I mean, I mean, and they're going through the point of now, they, I know several people have had multiple surgeries, surviving cancer in, in their 60s, you know? And they still have to deal with coming to work every day. And I say to people like that, I say, look, I say, I commend you. Because everybody don't want to work a full-time job when they get to seven. I've seen millionaires work there. Millionaires. Don't have to, they don't have to be there, but they're there. Because they just don't want to be home. Just saying, if you, if you wake up every day and you go to work, I think at the end of your life, it should be some kind of some kind of nest egg for you. What? Hey. No, I I agree. I think one of the problems is one of the problems is um, there's things you can do while you're working, but there's no education to say this is what you do. This is how you make it. This is. Where you put your money, like there's no, and, and you can self-educate, I guess. There's no, you're right. Because the information right. is out here, but still, 
I think it should be the responsibility of the government to do it because they're the ones that's taking all the tax money. It's like if you're going to take the tax money, and then you're not going to. There's not going to be enough money for people, you know, after they retire. Then I think it's your responsibility to educate younger people on how they can, um, how they can make it after retirement, make it later on in life. Whether it's investments, whether it's bonds, I mean, whatever. I think I, I agree with you in that. I think that's the government's responsibility. And I'm going to tell you something because they're asking I'm, I'm, so much I'm, of the citizens. They're asking so much of the citizens that you have to give that back to them. I think, personally, and if Social Security is not going to be enough, then there needs to be something else. Oh, it's not. You know, um, it's definitely not. We we can look. I think I think the problem is now with society, and, and when Reese talks about all these uh, these immigrants and all these places that's coming that's coming through, and people getting money, is that hardworking people would like a little extra. If you're going to give X Y Z all this money, they don't. They're not from here, and they're not paying your taxes system. And you're going to take my dollar to give them free home, free food, and a place to live, and have kids, and and still be able to walk the street. And they're going to be able to commit crimes and still act like nothing's happening. This is things that we're seeing in the world today. And then when all this, this freelance mess is happening, and I'm going to call it freelance because they, they're walking around with no laws on their back. We are, we, are, we, are, we are a regular society who has to deal with the everyday laws and the penalties that in our cities or states or in the federal government give us. We get nothing in return for committing uh, acts of getting a ticket. Or, or or go and steal something because they need food for their kids. You know, come on. And there there's there's things out there to help those people. But again, like you say, Potter, there's nobody giving the information out there. There's nobody teaching nobody nothing about those things. And nobody's actually letting people know these things even exist. I mean, case in point, there's a there's people I know have been consulting for many years, and there's one white guy in particular, and I was having a discussion with him. It just happened some years ago, and he was telling me about, I don't know how we got on the subject of taxes or something, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't pay taxes. I was like, what do you mean you don't pay taxes? He's like, I, I opted out. He said, I, I revoked my Social Security number or something like that. And I was like, "That's you can't do that." And he's like, "Yeah, sure you can." And he was telling me his SS form, such and such and such and such. And and he was like, "I could, I can invest my own money." He said, "I just can't use their benefits anymore, and I can't get Social Security at the end of retirement." But he said, "If I keep my money, I can invest it better than they can." So he said, "I'll be much better off." I mean, there's just so many things out there that could help, but the, like I said, the information is not doesn't go to the working people. It's like just keep working, just keep paying taxes, and just keep doing that. And then maybe at the end you might have a few dollars left, depending on how you how long you live, and you know this kind of thing. And I think that's criminal. I think it's criminal because they're asking a lot of those people fees here, taxes there, this and that. Give us all this money for this and that. And then at the end, it's like, well, here's a little bit left that you gave us anyway that we took out of your paycheck anyway. Here's a little bit of that back. 
but of course the dollar is inflating, so it does not worth as much. So the amount you get back doesn't buy what it could have bought when they took it out. So you're getting screwed. I mean, you get married, there's a tax. You get divorced, there's a tax. You got to pay a fee. You know, you want to invest and get some gains, capital gains tax. They're taking money from you every which way. And everything you do, want to buy some food, sales tax. Right? Like, it's just you're getting taxed, and I just don't think that they're giving you the information that can help you, you know, kind of live, especially after retirement, based on all the money that you're getting taxed throughout your life. I just, you know. And then now you got to go begging them for more money. Hey, I need some more money. I don't have enough money, so I need more money. And then they're looking at you like like you're begging, like you don't have the right to ask after everything that they've taken from you. Like I, I don't, yeah, it's it's a wicked system. Because there's a tremendous amount of money to be made on those who aren't aware. Now, I don't know about opting out of paying your taxes altogether. That that sounds like something under sovereignty law, but I don't no, know. No, 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 no. It wasn't no? anything under sovereignty. He's just a consultant, so he's 1099 anyway. Oh. So he, oh. Just, he doesn't have taxes taken out, right? Right. So, Got so it. So you consult. When I consult, I consult on the right. 1099 because I have my my business, which is actually my name, <laughs> but I have my business, and then everything goes through my EIN instead of my Social Security number. Right. So Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Now, there is yeah. a thing that's perfectly legal called tax avoidance, though I know somebody might want to hit me in the head with a rock um, because we need taxes, right, to, to keep other mm-hmm. things going. But it is legal, perfectly legal. Um, and it says here the IRS regulations allow eligible taxpayers to claim certain deductions, credits, and adjustments uh, to income. For instance, some homeowners can claim a deduction for the interest uh, they pay on a home mortgage. Working parents may be able to claim a credit for childcare expenses. Those are some of the we kind of, most of us already know. But there's a whole list of others. And by the time you're done, um, which many wealthy people do, they don't pay much in taxes. Now, there's education, there's wisdom about this. This is not new. They've been doing this since probably when they started taxing others, but what I'm saying about it is tax avoidance um, is legal. Um, It's just that all of us aren't aware on how it works. And, um, yeah, especially for those who have children who are already over, you know, the, um, what did I just say, the tax credit for your um, dependents, and you make this, you Mm -hmm. know, um, handsome salary, and you're getting hit hard because you don't know. Some of this, you know, by making certain adjustments, you may be able to hold on to. There's other ways to also move your money around where um, you, you, know, you can only be taxed on it as income. So like you say, property gains because you took the gains. But if you roll it, which I know you, you guys already know this, but I'm just saying it for those who might not be aware, you could move it or disperse it in such a manner um, that you may not have to pay as as much, um, you know, in taxes. That's what big business. Or maybe not all at once. But I'm not trying to. Nobody will go to jail. Big disperse there. 
No, they 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 get they don't go to jail because the way right. they move it, they move it all the way around. Yeah, but that's not cool either, and that's not a great thing. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's well, not a great, I'm not uh, saying it was great. I didn't say it was great. I said it was illegal. Don't give me a word. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pointing no gun at you. Stop. Oh. Okay. Calm down. Calm down. I see you got the gun out though, so I'm just saying, don't shoot me. I'm just saying. No, no. You don't do it. So why you worry? So you know what I do. So listen, I think that I. You know what? So we we down here have a, a thing with Arby's, right? We never understand how Arby's is in business around. And there's no line. Like, like when you look at Chick-fil-A, you got lines out the door. Okay, you, you got to stand there. Popeye's line out the door. It'd be like all down into the street. But Arby's is one of those places, like, if you need somewhere to go get something quick, you go to Arby's and just pull up and just all the way down. You won't be in there long. But that, I think, like you're saying, those businesses survive in other areas because of that. Now, there's some legit ones out there. But they said because companies are able to do that, is that they get away with uh, a lot of a lot of things, quote unquote. I'm not saying it's true, but this is one of the tax laws that they abuse a lot uh, to be able to do that. That's all I'm saying, Snitchy. Don't be, don't get no upset. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, it's 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 all commerce. It's all commerce. It's all business. Do you know that people, if you have a federal charge right. for drugs, do you know that's commerce? It's under the commerce clause that they get these guys? It's all business. <laughs> it, like, it, it, And I didn't realize that until probably about 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago. They're, you know, talking to lawyers and stuff like that, and they're just like, Steve, you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> this is all business. Right? Like, you're... you're this is all about business. And he said, you, you should be operating as such. Because that's, that's where all the benefits are. And, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's just, this whole thing is just wild. I think a lot of people are being taken for a ride, a lot of us. And yeah, something's got to happen, you know. So I'm with Jay King as Jay King is talking about financial literacy and education and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, somebody has to be out there, you know, kind of doing this work to just let people know there's a way to do this so you don't have to struggle as hard. Right. Right. Um, and then show people, but people are so skeptical now because there's so many scams and bad information. Right. Now they don't even listen to you, you got to show them. You got to show them actual evidence, which is cool. I, I'm with that. Which I agree. Yeah, I agree. We should be shown. We should always, even when we speak, be able to support what we're saying, so that others can yeah. follow it on their own. Um, so, so, so as an idea, now it's an idea. Um, how about? <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishing. Oh my god! I, I, yeah, agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Look, I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna do it to y'all. Kick me out of here because I know I'm oh, my my enough. Y'all gonna boot me off that. of here. Okay, so 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 how about we we um pull together and bring in those with the tried and true wisdom. No, 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 no,
I'm going on self mute. How about you go out there? How about you go out there on the corner and campaign that shit first, and then you come back and tell us how it worked out for you? Since it's such a great idea. You know what I mean? All hello? right. So let me repeat back to you. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hello. So let me repeat back to you what I think I just heard. <laughs> You're saying for me to go out and for me to find the wisdom and you're saying for me to learn that wisdom, put that wisdom in motion, get my receipts, then come back and show y'all the receipts and then y'all decide if you want to get started. Did I hear you correct? Yes, ma'am. So in all the time that I am now exercising success, you would rather me not tell you until I got all my oh, no, all my receipts. Tell me. No, no, you missed the point. No, 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 no. I just asked you. It's your idea. Hold up. No, listen, listen, listen. No, you not listen. When the right brothers decided that they had an idea to make a plane, they went out there and did their stuff. So you have an idea. You go back and you go do your idea and then come at, come back and then talk to me about it and then we'll invest. The same way the right brothers need to be invested in them after it was all done with. Yeah. Great ideas are, 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 are invented by individuals, but they're still the investors. So I would invest after you talk about your idea and tell them about the success and how great it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm finished. So I didn't say invest in anything other than getting the person in or the persons in to give us the wisdom. That would be the investment. Go and get the folks who are tried and true and what we need to learn so that we can learn and then put it in, uh, activate it in our lives and for our, our, our future, our community and there such. Go, I didn't say there invest there anything yet. There we go. I, yeah, there we go. I didn't go nowhere. Go, I'm still where I'm at. Where are you going? There we go. Don't call, see? We go. You, see? We go. You just shot me. We go. Just like that. Because you do the same story every day. It's the same story. Well, who am I? It. I can only be me. So what, am I supposed to abandon me just because say, you don't agree? Give me a reason to abandon me. Give me a reason. Red Riding Hood. A good one. Red Riding Hood. Red Riding Hood. Never say nothing was bad. I ain't say the big bad wolf was coming to eat you. I just say in the end, you always say the same thing. That's why your kneecaps is ashy. Okay, take that with you. <laughs> you know what? Listen, if I eat kneecaps, it's all ashy. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening, Pod. Go ahead, baby. No, no, no. Don't get King Potter to yeah, save you. Don't have him saving you. She, no, you about to say something. Saying, you about to say something. She's... She's saying the same thing because the problem still exists. I think we're all trying to look for some some ways in our own life, at least, to kind of ease this burden, this economic burden. Um, it's, it's you know, and it's rough. I mean, it's really rough out here for a lot of people, man. But we got to do something because at least try. Because the next generation is going to go through worse. Let me see looking. Unless you are the king of inflation, you ain't going to do nothing about it. That's a political thing. That's a political thing. And I hate to say it, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that government needs to control people and how they, 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 they decide what, uh, how much something should be, but that's the problem in life, is that if you make an extra dollar, everybody else feels the cost. And that's the way life has always been. 
Every time somebody pays somebody extra to, to make something or to do something, everybody has to feel the cost. Every time you see a couple of people on 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 uh, internet and everybody's like, "Dang, they just riding the Walmart. Dang, they just went in and stole her shoes out of Nike. Dang, they went." Some... You feel, you the consumer feel the cost, and until we start understanding that everything has a cost and effect on our dollar, they'll never be understanding and realize. And the way these kids coming up now, they, I'm not saying all of them, but the, the lower poor communities, the ones who, who, who the negativity that passed down from one to another, and the, those who, who um, are, um, what's the word I want to draw into uh, a crowd, uh, peer pressure in to do the unnecessary. And to the understanding that there's a cause and reaction to everything, and if not parents out there trying to teach those, and the parents who are teaching those who kids decide they're going to go the wrong way, let them know. There's a, there's a, there's a beginning and there's an end to everything. And you decide to go down a path, your ending might not be a great story. You're saying, we, it's a cause effect and everything. That's, that's the book of life. And I hate to say it like that. And political, politically, Politicians have always been involved with it, and they are more even involved in it because some of them even create their own business on the back of others in this situation, communities in this situation. And until we start holding them accountable for those things, which a lot of us as blacks don't even vote in some cities, the majority, and, and, and we got to hold us accountable in that way. And that's, that's just factual. So everything. We are broken down yep. in, in our own communities. We're broken down in our own communities. We're, we're segregated amongst ourselves behind dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it can be anything from the street that we stay in, to what church we go to, what, what our religion is, and who's who, who I like and who I don't like. We, we hold those things on a higher cause than anything. As people, I ain't just going black people. As people, just saying, we, we we have to we have to look past some things until communities can go together like on another level and say, hey, we ain't always got to agree to everything, and we might not be the same color, we might not come from the same family, and and our our understanding of things might be different, but we could come to come to a certain level that we can make some things work. Just saying, but society, come yeah, on, I, you know, it, it almost that. seems like. For and, it, and I guess it's just kind of human nature in a way, but it almost seems like it's situational. Like we could do all the stuff that we say we want to do and the togetherness and unity. You know, in times where times are great and everybody's got an SUV in the driveway, people don't see the need. But if I'm if if Charles and I let's say we, we I lived in New Orleans and we never got along. We don't have to get along. But then let bombs start dropping on New Orleans. Let a war break out. Now we put our stuff past each other because we're in survival mode. Mm. Now I'm calling Charles and say, hey, you got extra ammo? Like, I need some ammo, you know, or whatever you need. I got an extra gun if you need. Because we're all in survival mode. That's when we get together and start really working together. But it shouldn't take all of that. But it takes extreme Mm. situations for us to kind of wake up like, oh, shoot. Like, in order for me to survive or in order for me to eat, man, I got to work with Charles to get this thing. Let me give him a call. 
Yeah, but look, let me tell you something. I'm trying to survive, have, we, right? Survival mode. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't really mm-hmm. take all of that, but unfortunately, it looks like it, it will have to. Like me, back in, in 9-11. things happen in society. We had a situation down here, right, where a girl broke up with this guy, right? He no longer wanted to be with this guy. And so she had a new boyfriend. He got his friend with him to come and gun them down. Now, they were fully so-called seeing but the process, the friend shot the, shot one person, and she shot the girl. I'm just saying, in, in your mind, where do you have a friend that you call up and say, hey, man, look, man, I'm about to go down here and mess with this girl. Man, we're going to shoot. We're going to shoot at him. We don't want to kill him. Just whatever. You know, whatever you want to do, we're going to go down there. We're going to go to the drugs. We're going to go down there. Drive. I don't have a friend like that. I, I, my mindset ain't like that. And I don't have a friend that's a mindset like that. But there's people out there like that. That you could just call and do that. I know people who who brothers was probably going to do. I know a person whose brother was going to do a, a, a robbery situation. Frank called him up. Hey, yeah, man, look, get you know. What about bringing your gun? Come downstairs. We gonna go sit here and, and do a carjacking right quick. And then when he come downstairs, he killed. Meanwhile, his friend got his nephew in the car. So when he drive off. They can't say he did. I'm just saying, that's what society is like. That's the kids out there. These kids out here don't know. There's no, there's no rhyme to their reason. And it's not saying that their parents taught them to be like that. It's just the mentality. They decided to go down that path. I remember my, something might happen to me. Something, this is real talk. I was so mad at my sister one day, I grabbed my sister. And I had my sister in, in, up in the air, cocked back, one hand. Yeah, yeah. I had cocked back. My mom looked at me and she told me, if you hit her, you hurt her, you dead going you know what's going to happen. And my mom had that conversation because I, I used to get real, I used to click when be real angry. And she told me, she said, if you don't learn to control that, you're going to do something one day, and there's nothing nobody will do stop. After you do it, it's over with. It's done. There's no coming back. There's no coming back from it. And I really had to think about that. The consequences of my action. If I really, really deal with that, it, it stopped me. It put myself, in, it put myself in fear, really, of what I could do because I knew who I was. If you can't, if a child can't come to that realization, they're a dangerous individual. They have no remorse. That's what. Yeah, that's a whole other issue, man. That's that's a it's a really yeah. big issue with our young people, but and, it's a huge saying, issue with our young people. Growing, actually. Yeah, but I'm saying the prisons are growing. They, they're just building more and more, and so many people want to classify them as. You know, with mental problems, yeah, the motherfucker fucked up. But he mentally knew what the hell he was doing when he made decisions. They go, go kill X, Y, and Z. A lot of us live fucked up child lives. But that don't give you a reason to, be, to, to put it on everybody else. And some people live great lives yeah. and just feel a lot of fucked up. Just saying. We, if you don't have the right, understanding right. of consequences and reaction, you know, 
of all your reactions or cause and effect. You, you, you had grounds. No, I, I, There's no help for you. I hear you, man. Sure. I hear you. I got to run, y'all. It was a great conversation. I'm out. Okay. Love you. Have a beautiful day. Uh, now I'm going to phone Mother Teresa. So, scissors, I will, I will say this. Thank you for making your adjustment. Yes, thank you for making your adjustment, sir. Do you have any, do you have any suggestions? Do you have any suggestions of going out there and, and, and facing the community and uh, coming back with some information that I can uh, share back with the people so I, we can make us a, a better foot, not just us, but for the future of our kids? <laughs> Well, I'm going to look at him. He was terrible. I'd be a liar if I said I didn't. Great day. Uh, oh, Lord. So oh I did want to say something about about um, inflation. You mentioned inflation earlier, right? And this is, you know, um, I think Lathis will be um, both pleased and proud to hear the the variety of topics covered um, in the third hour of power. Uh, I'll be certain to finish that out first chance I get. So you mentioned um, you mentioned uh, inflation, right? But here's the weird mm-hmm. thing about inflation. I learned inflation is a function of the supply and demand of money. So in other words, we need a certain amount of inflation. So I pulled it up, the definition, just so I can read it to you, you know, before you, you know, get me. So it says here, when the economy is not running at capacity, meaning there is unused labor or unused resources, inflation theoretically helps increase production. More dollars translates to more spending, which equates to more aggregated demand. More demand, in turn, triggers more production to meet that demand. Now, I'm confused by this definition. I'm still confused. But I don't want to bring that up. So let me let me let me understand the demand. See that's the demand is tricky. So next question, when you think of demand, what do you think about demand? That the product being used more or or that's that's what your mind is? Well, I mean, when I think demand, my my, so, my brain goes in different directions. So demand could be something no. somebody told me I need that, you know. So I so they're telling mm-hmm. me to go get uh-huh. it. Um, but demand can mm-hmm. also be something like water, like you know, we need water. Nobody has to sell me that on that. I know I need water to live. So like, if there's if there's m- more people who need water and not enough water, boom, demand. So help me understand, um, scissors, because, you know, my brain will separate no, no, some of these a, things. A, uh, no, uh-uh. So you're right. There's a positive negative to the word demand. So people love a certain type of car, so there's a higher demand for the car. People need vehicles. Mm-hmm. So in, in this area, there's a higher demand for cars for, you know, whatever, blah, blah. So this this person needs more of these cars brought to them. So there's a demand for something in that positive. But somebody could be losing a hundred thousand dollars or more a month 
on a product because of theft. Unaccountable, un, un, um, how do I say, unfound um, un inventory that's missed mm. in a certain product. Mm-hmm. They have to bring in more because there's such a demand for it. But at the same time, you're going to feel the cost of it. So either way, it, it's a positive negative to demand. And it, it, the definition is right. There is a high demand for it. So it depends on how you look at demand and what's the truth on the, the, the word demand. And that's what's not, that's not what told you. Mm-hmm. So essentially, inflation favorably it impacts the economy. Like inflation is favorable um, for the economy mm-hmm. because higher profits, like you were saying, higher profits, since producers can sell at higher prices. It also says here better investment returns since investors so, so, and entrepreneurs receive incentives for investing um, in productive activities. Um, I like how increase it, 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 Well, I'm just reading off what they got here. These, these are not my thoughts. It so says it's, increase it's in production. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so listen, I like how that More employment and better income is on here. I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't make. It, well, listen. <laughs> for a company so like Amazon, hold up. For a company like Amazon, who has a higher demand for more warehouses mm-hmm. to be put in places to, to yes. provide more products to people who want that yes. is a great demand for employment. But oh, if you have to give people raises based on what other companies are being paid for. Because there's a demand to pay somebody more. Now is a negative impact because every store has what's called a bottom line. Every business has a bottom line, right? Especially in big. Every office. household got a bottom okay. line. Yep. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying that they have a they have a budget already set, and I mean there's there's a budget, and it's upon that manager to manage that budget. Now, not just the budget is just not included in um. Um, pay with uh, um, you want to say employees pay that that details everything, everything from the maintenance to the building to buying new things that that need to be done that like equipment and stuff like that because product is going to be set from the distributors no matter what. But when certain things got to get fixed, so say like Amazon, right? Amazon mm-hmm. warehouse manager he has a so man he has a budget for employees, he has have a budget for. Uh, any maintenance of any of the machinery breakdown, whatever, whatever. He has to have a he has a budget set. A lot of managers get get bonuses built upon them in that budget. <coughs> they're, they're not budget their budget is not allocated towards if the store makes money. They get that incentive down for the employees. Because the employees are the sellers. They're the ones who are actually in the, interjecting with the customers and Promoting their products and, and and making sure they have those those products right needs and um, that you have a friendly um, intake and view of the store of the mm-hmm. friendly intake of the view of the store, right? So those bonuses are given to Trump. That's why we try to get it. a lot of places have gotten rid of um, um, what you want to call that. You, know, you, you you pay you, you buy something from somebody and you get a percentage or whatever. Um, a commission. Yeah, that's why, because because the commission became a, a, such a negative impact on consumers. So because people being harassed a certain limit, 
But anyway, right. it, that, that 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 whole thing can be looked at negative and positive. It's still, and and what happens is is that in in the reality when say apartment complex, <laughs> let's say apartment complex <laughs> down here, down here, um, they have to pay a higher rate now for um, blood insurance coming up. Bunch of about to hit the roof. Mm-hmm. Now there's a higher demand for more money because now these these owners now are going to have to pay for more, way more. So now, based upon where you are, because of where the flood zone says it is, and now where your insurance is, you as the the, the tenant have to pay more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an influx, right? So, I think I think that uh, because the insurance companies need to have the higher demand now for more money because they have to make a profit too. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be paid, mm-hmm. so everybody feels the rest. Now I feel when you so be like okay, I, that's business. Okay, so as these um, uh, increasing costs come to to my budget. I feel that I would like to have other options, legal, of course, I want to sleep at night, to be able to offset mm-hmm. that so that I'm not draining my household mm-hmm. budget because there's mm-hmm. the essential first. Well, okay, mm-hmm. here's another idea. You know, you know. Here, mm-hmm. No, say something, King Fred. I didn't know. No, say something now because I don't know. King Fred was asking, can we hear him? No, King Fred was asking, "Can we hear him?" And I, I, I didn't, I didn't know he was. I, I didn't hear him. You can hear him. No. Oh, yeah. No, King Fred. Okay, so okay, so another idea. It's okay. It, it, it's been said here in 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 our financial literacy group. Um, every chance Lavis get, he does mention this that we have to be diverse in our uh, the, the the legal ways that we make income. So how about, okay, there's only so many hours in the day, and we need some of those hours for rest and everything else we got going on, work, every, you know, commuting, laundry, you know, shower, all that. Okay, so what about passive income as an idea? Passive income is supposed to be the income that we would build but while we're working and making other forms of income, we're bringing in some kind of, um, I don't know if derivative is the correct word, but I think you know what I mean. Some kind, Well, income, we're, trying, we're bringing in some form of that that comes to us and it accumulates, and maybe that can help offset some of these increases because not just flood insurance, um, I, um, um, just, just the everything else that's going up, your groceries, everything else, but something – to offset that, whatever the something is, because I'm not saying I know um, what the what the something is, um, and I don't know if it's possible, um, scissors. I don't know if you if you already called sister or not, but um, if if you if you have if you have your line clear, can you call um, King Fred? Because I think he pressed the one, but nobody is um, on the board, of course, because. Lavis is at the business um, 
function, and um, I'm not, I can't, you know, I, I can't exactly say what Cuddles is right now, but I know he's busy. I think he wants to participate, but he can't get in. Wait, sister, is that you? Mm-hmm. Hey, sister, I'm, I'm just now hearing your voice. Hey, D- did you I've just press the one, or you've been here? Oh, all right, well, wonderful. I've, okay. I've learned the lesson of pressing the one before before ladder breathe, and then just put myself oh, on selfie. Simple, 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 real simple. There you go. I hear you now. All right. Keep praying. Oh, keep, keep. I called him. Okay, so passive, so passive, I just want to make sure, I mean, okay, so passive income could serve as, okay, we, okay, so some forms of passive income, we got to, we got, it's not just drop shipping, okay, some of it we we have to um, build, like maybe it's um, write a book or teach a class. Uh, but the thing is, once you build the, the 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 piece, you put it out there on the internet, where others can attach to it, pay you for it, and you get a portion of that, you know, um, to help you offset other things. So, what do you think of that, Susan? Let me say this. Uh, yes. You know, we we you know I I joke about Chaka Peach all the time about her uh, full job, right? Okay. Yes. You have to have a balance in life. I, th- I think everything has to have a balance. I mean, there's got to be some good and some evil. But they say you have to have, it's called uh, time management. Some people have a season where they can work hard for, from one month to another month, and then they're, they're relaxed from this to this, okay? We all had to have our own time management. The problem is, is that how do you effectively for yourself work and make time for fun? You got to have some. You got to have some. Hard to have fun you when your budget you is tight, though. Look, no, listen, let me tell you something. Okay. You, 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 you might well say you're in prison if you don't. Because Everything is driving you insane. The stress of life by itself is driving you insane. But you got to have some, some some laugh relief. I think this is King's release, I think. To be honest, I think it's mm-hmm. part of his release. Talking he with us, laughing with us. Mm-hmm. He, he, he laugh. Look, and every day he finds something funny. And look, he grows more characters. Every time another character adds to his, his bunch, which is funny as hell. You know, we all have to find ways to make ourselves uh, have time for ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. you know. So I think I think on that note, I, I can't say you have to you have to find that that way yourself. What, what you can work out, and what you can't. But I'm gonna tell you, from a person who works two jobs, one at night, one during the day, it's hard. My time. Right. Look, I, I work when you work overnight. You pretty much work six days almost because you work from Monday to Saturday morning. That's that's just your life. You, it, it's it's from one day to another. You, you lose yourself because you're trying to forget what day it is 
until it's the last day. You don't even count what day of the month it is. You just know it's such such month. You don't even know what the day is when you work in that time zone. And then from there, when you jump in that time zone, now you in the second gig of your job, saying when do you get paid for such such or you know, you, you try to count your funds and at the same time you try to remember what days you gotta work on your next job. Which is sometimes more varied. You know, you hear from this day, this day, that day, this day, that day. Chocolate seems like she got her uh, her thing organized a lot better. You know, mm-hmm. may not be exactly how she wanted, but she she got organized a lot better. You know, like yeah, I agree. That's it for me. That's it for me. I'm not a I'm not a Mardi Gras person at all. And some people love it. Me, I could do without. Like tomorrow, I'll be at work when the rest of the city is either out on a vacation or at home because of the the, the uh, Festivities or enjoying the festivities, you know. And, and there's a lot of people who who, uh, who are really from here who really love it. That's their thing. They they love going out to the barbecue, setting the barbecue up. Some people like going the night before, sitting under the tent with their friends or whatever, and holding the spot down. I know. I keep all that for me. I don't. My son don't even like it. I'm I'm gonna guess he did that one for me. Not 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 no. But you gotta find you gotta find your own find enjoyment. It's gotta be something like you. You like doing this. You like coming out here and, and laughing and, and coming in for this punishment we give you. You get this punishment every day. Yeah, it's funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Yeah, even, even I don't understand why y'all like to punish people. Uh, I don't understand why y'all like to punish people. No, no, wait, wait. Punishment? Listen, listen to me. Punishment can be good. Punishment can be good. Hot, what? It can feel good. It can feel good. Punishment can feel good. It can be I'm good. I'm devastated. Punishment's not bad. Huh? I said I'm devastated. <laughs> Yeah, here you go. Get them, sister. <laughs> I can't even look at a bag of bagels without being a bagel. I saw a bagel emoji. I was like, oh my God, this is a bagel emoji. You blame them, Ali. You don't look at your bagels and donuts. It's bagels and donuts. I can't even look at a table. I can't even look at a table. And somebody say, Nicole, can you put this on the table? Oh, oh. I'm like, what you mean? What you mean put it on the table? You yeah, can't. Trigger. I bet you don't forget Jay King without that, without that pinky ring on his finger talking to you. <laughs> In that famous Amos suit. Uh, yeah, that famous Amos suit. <laughs> That's what you said. The all white you suit. said he was in a white suit. So sister got a good point. Yeah. You tell him, sister. I'm with you all the way. Why is this a thing? Uh. Oh, my God. <laughs> my sister got to be hustling sauce. Why can't she just be an entrepreneur? Congratulations to you. Why she got to be a slinger of sauce and all of everything else you be saying? <laughs> Well, you're, you're not exempt, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. Look here. Good Why can't you be like Mary and just dish it back? You know what I'm saying? Don't <laughs> dish it. You don't, have to, you, don't have to, 
you have to sit there and be the mark, the mark, the mark, uh, the mark paper. When Mary, when Mary shoots the people, shoots the bullets at Mary, Mary be ducking them things, shooting them right back. You know what I'm saying? She keeps going back bombs. Oh today. my God, she gets the worst. She, back she gets the worst today. on here. Oh, I'm, in my, I'm in my feminine softness right now. I'm in my feminine softness right now. I can't. You cannot, you cannot fall back in a pool of palm oil. You can't say that you take me away. No, 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 no. There's no, there's no, there's no pot of pottery uh, boiling on, the, on your stove. Trying to uh, make your house no, no, that's not what wow. I can stay in my feminine softness right now because Ali is not here to bring out that East Oakland hood bitch. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, sister. I'm, I'm sorry you have to endure that. Feminine softness. My feminine softness. That's wonderful, sister. That's some bullshit. Enjoy. Enjoy. Ah, and you know the scissors don't get all amplified when you're here, sister. He calms down. You calming down. Right. Right. <laughs> I just decorated my desk for Mardi Gras. I got my beads. I got my signs up. We just stay in softness. That's wonderful. I ain't got to yeah. test nobody out today. That's why I was, that's why I've been on mute. Well, I've been in meetings too, but I was on mute most of the time. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, because I was wondering where you were. So, yeah. yeah I've, been, I've, been on since, I've been on since <laughs> 9 o'clock. I, mean, I called in about 9 o'clock, but I've been on mute. But I'm on cell phone. Ali? Ali? Why you call? She looking for, for she looking to what? get cussed the fuck out. Hold on, Ali. See, see, with your with your uh, rolling Fred. ball or your Beckham ball or your uh, bowling. Fred, Fred, I said I said that I'm staying in my feminine softness today. Okay. That's I'm only because that's only because uh, Charles is here. If Charles wasn't in the room, both of y'all be doing a whole bunch of shit. I'm glad, I'm glad y'all, y'all, y'all got it all nice and calm and cool and everything, y'all. You know. What's going on your party today, Fred? Fred, what's going on? Y'all look cold. So, so King Fred, y'all since look cold since Fred? this is y'all a Carmala? Yeah, a little something like that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, change. Let me clear my throat. No, I know. We about to get it. We about to get it. Uh, we about to get it. We about to get it. That yeah, is true, yeah, huh? King, Fred, King Fred. That's true, King Fred. You haven't gone off, um, and 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 said a whole. Bunch, you, I mean, you're trying to get it going now, I think. But up until now, <laughs> no, no. I, I like the way that y'all conducting yourself. It's a very knowledgeable show today. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you bucket, you bucket been good been, today. Yeah, I've been observing. It, it, when I leave the house, see, I'm still in here with the with the uh, mor- they morning in here and shit. And, and uh, oh, we when the white man came out here and read a wheel, they still. Well, that's what she said. Well, that's what she said. Well, hell, where they but to? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, 
the mortuary dude the other day, he just uh, came in. Uh, it's going to be. He, I should have called you, Snitchy Pooh, where you could have did that shit. That motherfucker, they so, 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 so generic. Hello. They changed their voice. It's going to be okay. And the reason that I'm here to bring great comfort. And do you have anything to say? I say, man, I don't have anything to say. Well, that's all I was about to say. Mrs. Jean was a good person, was a lovely person. Her name not Jean, motherfucker. So, I mean, these motherfuckers, they so scripted. And, I, you know, you just have to go through the emotions. And it's all about And that's the name that's And, you know, I'm a fool. I be laughing and shit, man. You know, I done down to get put out my own motherfucking house this weekend with these motherfuckers. Just a free shit. I bet you did. And then, and then, look, somebody say, you talk too much. I tell you what, you got two houses to go to because this is my motherfucker. How are you going to tell me I talk too much? I'm trying to get the fuck on. Hell yeah. That's why I'm wrong. All that old bullshit. Yeah. The fuck on. That's your goddamn problem. Ain't nobody tell you, motherfucker. It's boundaries in this world. You don't come to my motherfucking shit and tell me I'm talking too much. I laugh too much. You get the fuck out of here. You got somewhere to go. Motherfucker. Eating all my fried chicken and my gravy and my lobster. I'm eating all my shit, my dip, my fucking dip, my donut coffee. Fuck you and your feelings. Get the fuck out of here because evidently she didn't teach you your boundaries. Just uncool. Yeah, poof, bam. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, yeah, he came. He couldn't unravel. He did. He just did the game unravel. He did. Fucker. He unloaded all that shit. Yeah. You worked it out to your friend. Nobody got put out. Or you, you, you I love him going to peace. I got one. I still got one straggler. God damn it. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. You have to realize, Wow is the last uh, woman standing in the whole family. So why this? Why that? Well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, what about this? I ain't seen you motherfuckers down here wiping no ass, goddamn me sitting, going to, uh, uh, going, taking another gamble or nothing. You mean you come down? You, you got the right one. Mm-hmm. But all the free shit's on. All them old pipe dreams that your grandmama and your granddaddy tell you about you rich and they're going to leave you this and leave you that. We got a book here. No, that fantasy shit. I thought my mom and daddy was rich and everything was going to be all right, too. Shit, when I got there with some bird shit in that, that bird shit in the fucking living room. Them niggas that got the house, sold the house, flipped the house, ain't, uh, Mercedes-Benz, Jaguars, they did shit, but left the house in foreclosure. I done seen this all my life. Get the fuck out of here. But, you know, that's part of life, man. You know, like Charles just said, people make they, they have their own decisions and kids mm-hmm. going to be bad and they're going to be wayward and shit. You can spoil a motherfucking kid until they're entitled. So you got laws in this world, like they say. You got, you got laws. This is a cold, funky, fucked up world. You go out there, somebody yell at you, and then you want to go home and go to bed. No, you got to keep going and go to work. Every motherfucker that called me in Charles fat or... Oh, oh, here come heavy D or all them old jokes. We still had to keep on getting up going to work. Yeah. You, you understand me? No. But yeah. that, that that cuddling is when the little fucker comes home. Oh, you said this to me. 
Oh, baby, you ain't got to go nowhere. Get fuck him. Go on in there and go to bed. Some bullshit. <laughs> you know, fuck that white man. Yeah. Fuck that white man. Fuck that man. What do he do to you? I'll get you a car. You stay out that white man's face and off his job. Then you got a whole bunch of motherfuckers sitting around goddamn me watching goddamn me BET and motherfuckers smoking blunts and playing Atari. Now they got Nintendo. Atari, I didn't see it. But you, because the wait, motherfucker wait, don't, no. the police, you, now listen, listen, listen. stop blaming it's it on the fucking police. Stop blaming it on the school. Stop blaming it on everybody else. It's your ass. Right. That is the motherfucker, right. the police say, pull over, stop. You For what? I was doing this. Right. Motherfucker that laws to this world, white or black, green or indifferent. Fred, yeah. I tell you what, Fred, Fred I had to. Yeah. Fred, it, 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 it's not Nintendo. That was 30 what? years ago. It's, it's, it's not Nintendo. That was 30 years ago. It's oh, no, PlayStation and Xbox. I got portable Nintendo now. Yeah, portable now. It's affordable. 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 It's you keep on playing with that talk, fucking machine and then white. You're not talking to the machine. You're not talking to the machine. You're talking to the other person on the other side of the machine. Like when I used to play. Well, then, don't you have, didn't they just tell you people to, to stop to... fucking with that? That's how people get abducted. Come outside, buddy. No. I know where you're at. No. Here goes some candy. No. Get that shit up out my motherfucking house. No, talk, come talk to me. That's not how you abducted. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. But sister try to bring him up to speed, though. She try to bring him up to speed. That's what she was doing. Pong. We had Pong. That motherfucker, Pong and Pac-Man. Fuck all that bullshit. <laughs> 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 said, Wait, do you hold up? Do you, do you remember what he said? Do you know who Pong is? Do you know Pong is? Pong is for Atari. No, it was no, it was no. Pong was the a game, but they, they all go back and do the little dot. They go back and forth across the screen. Pong. Yeah, but look at no, listen, to me. listen. There was a system. Pong. It just had a little a little dial. Listen to me, and it was it was one hand little. Di- that you got, you see, that's it. That's it. That's it. You saying that? You saying that? One little turn, little funny. thing. Listen to me. It's, no, uh, listen to me. No, listen. Stop. Atari had a stick old. in a in a in one in one button. Listen, Atari had a stick in the button. In a red tell button. Me I had it. Yes, I know okay. about. I know Home about that. I had it. it. The twenty six hundred. Stop. Oh my goodness. Stop listening. Stop. Shut listen. up, Snicky Bootkin. Stop and listen. Before it became on. Listen. Before it became on Atari, Home had a dial. You didn't look at the TV, and it was in black and white. It didn't have no color to it. It was just black and white. And you played Pong. That's all you played. There was nothing yeah. else. Fuck it. I, I am familiar. You, you know you had have, a you, you haven't experienced everything, uh, Snitchy Poo. No, you, no, oh, I know. You know I, I know, King Fred. I, I know. So if, I know I haven't. So and I'm going to die that, and, and never, and never do that. Or if you knew that, that, you would listen and just Fox listen right. first, and then about 30, 30 hours later right. come back and give us your yeah. definition of what <laughs> we're talking about. But you're not going to do that because you don't even know what we're talking about. You won't give us a chance to explain. Team but okay, I'll listen. No, listen. No, no, listen. She comes on this show and act like she got the best Fox insurance song. I'm going to answer this question. Here we go. Here we go. No, oh, God. No, but there, there was Pong. There was Pong. Right. There was Pong. There was Atari. And what was Your the next up like from, from Atari? No, listen. There was Pong. There was Atari. And there was one thing that was above that. It start with a C. People had a little money you had that. Dang, you don't know. Yeah, um, Lavin told us about that in a trivia. I forget, I forget his name, but yeah. But I just want to know why you saving King Fred. Sis was trying to help him and bring him into the full knowledge. And you, you Nintendo came in there. Nintendo, 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 Yes, Nintendo is a competitor. It is. It's. I, I know we talk about Gen One. I get that. And it's not Super Nintendo. We're not right. talking about that one. Right. He say. Right. He say. It was a Nintendo How about Mario Nintendo? Brothers? That came after the uh, the dot. The dot was the shit because that's all get we had Google was that black and that bong going coming down. We all we had was hey. that ball and that 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 little square so, dot this, that we had to hit, move over. Yeah, that's what we talking about. And it was in black and white. That's, right. that's how it was. It was it was a system before there was system. Before they even put all the cautions in and all that, they were just pawns. Oh. That's what I'm trying to make you understand. I, I and wasn't before that, that, all, and before I was just that, saying, uh, and before that we had a paddle with a with a string on it with a ball. Damn it. 
<laughs> and then, yeah. then what would you do when your string when your string pop? What would you do, King Fred, to fix it? Retire back. Yeah, you're safe from the retired back. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, so go ahead and refund from your boxes, George, because they're not super short. Thank you. You go down there with your boxes, George, on everybody what to do. All the kings and everything, they're supposed to listen to yours. No. Okay. No. You saw this month, I ain't got nothing to do with it. What you said? Well, they come in and say both of y'all. That's how y'all operate. Wait, what I did? I, I, what I did? What I did? Charles <laughs> on, on the ropes there, man, going back and forth. I said, now listen to all this shit. Now, these women is fucking... No, nah, this ain't supposed to turn into the queen show. Fuck all that. Wake up, pussy. <laughs> oh, that's, she like, that's why she co-signed with the uh, blockhead who started the show because she planned for the queen to come in. And take oh, uh, piggyback after them. You That's what you did. For the queens to come in. The queens was they never left. Re- was it Reese? The queens or Reese still or here. Which one was? Going nowhere. <laughs> See? That's your point. That's your whole point. Oh, hush it. Like that. Women don't know they play. Yeah, hush it. They, uh, <laughs> women don't know they play. Still, not a day. Oh, Reese. Yeah. I beg you your difference here. We do Ooh, know our place. tell your wife. I'm telling you what. He already sleeping on the couch. You heard him. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping every bed in this motherfucker, and I go from couch to couch to room to room. No, I don't. I ain't no bitch about mine now. If you don't like what I'm saying, but this belongs to me. Uh-huh. Your mouth say. Hey, Fred, do you still but like dinner? You, you don't like dinner no more. You don't like dinner. Oh, I love my dinner. I mean, but uh, don't be telling me no shit about Jerry cooking. Jerry ain't cooking me a goddamn thing. He feed, got, he 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 got to feed five miles, so he cut. I don't know what the fuck he's putting in that food. We get that nigga. Listen, we we make it separate. You eat that shit. I don't eat that shit. These kids be trying to stretch shit for their kids and shit. Just man, is you fucking crazy? I don't eat that. Oh, you picky? No, I don't eat. Well, motherfucker, in that and the kids running around, little half breed motherfuckers. Ain't no, 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 no. I'm not getting sick. No, I got a very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. And he loves his grandchildren. But I don't, I don't, I don't let the motherfuckers uh, uh, do nothing for me like that. Go in my mouth, something that make my stomach hurt. You crazy? Them niggas be stuck on the hair free part. I'm stuck. Yeah, I'm stuck on the hair free. Yeah, that lack niceties, King Fred. I'm coming. Go through the goddamn laundry room. First thing I seen was a motherfucker with one of them. What you call that thing uh, that you plug into the wall one of them for feed thing? He got the motherfucker. Get your goddamn kids. It's, it's a mama and a daddy in here. Y'all brought them to my house. You don't like what I say to them? Get, 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 motherfucker, keep a leash on. All that touching and fucking with dishwashers and up in there bumping into my goddamn dishwasher. That motherfucker, you keep touching that button, bitch. 
I'll break your child's hand. You don't want me to touch. You don't want me to say nothing. Keep slamming that microwave, bitch. You better have a lick. I don't plan on buying nothing. Don't break shit here. Go to your grandma's house that she left you out in the corner. Even go to your girlfriend's house. That's that's the rule. Mm-hmm. All these inherited houses and shit like that, you laying your ass up here for free. Then you gonna go get some goddamn kids and they slamming and bumping in the shit, bitch. I done did that with you. Mm-hmm. Now, grandma gone. You don't need to be here. Go around the grandma house and go to the uh, I like that song, Don't Fuck with Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I ain't got no peace, nigga. Motherfucker, we'll hit fucking right, because I ain't shut the fuck up. You get your hit me in my motherfucking head, in my mouth, all that. OG, calm down, OG. Uh, uh, That's all, OG. We done with that, OG. What the fuck you just say we done with it? So that's basically telling me to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yep, read between the lines, nigga. You heard it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 Motherfuckers get tired of listening to you. That's enough of that. Okay, we move on. I heard enough of that. Hold up. You basically telling me shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> that, look, nigga ain't got no teeth as it is. Nigga ain't nothing you can make me shut up where you can't make him please. You ain't gonna hurt me. Uh-uh. You make me want to get in it. No, I get wound up. I get wound the fuck up when you try right, when, you, when you try when you try to when you try to fucking uh, bump my conversation. Bubble bone, yeah. Try to get me the bubble bone. Yeah, the bubble That's bone. Yeah. That's plenty. He put that down to come in here to make sure both of y'all got saved. That's how y'all do. But King Fred, maybe what they meant was not not for you to hush up, but maybe they didn't want you to get your blood pressure up. Or you might read some leaks, something like that. Yeah, I am. Uh, I said maybe. You can spell it out to her, but she want to soften the goddamn blow. We ain't softening blows here. Hey, look, Fred, look at this bitch in a horror movie. What? I mean, look, we go in the house, right? Right. Like a murder scene, right? And she see on the gun on the ground. She said, well, maybe he left it there because he probably knew you were going to need to yourself. What? Pick oh, the gun oh. up. Yeah. Okay. I'm not fooling with you right now. I'm not fooling with you right now. You better pray for all the armor in the world, but I tell you what, God gave you the strength to get a motherfucker off your ass. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh. Oh. If it's an old person. But, but, but listen to me. If it's no, an okay. old person, an old fool is just as bad as a young fool. You don't take no, you don't, you don't let an old fool 
manipulate you or your uh, conversation or your, your your thoughts just because you're going to give them respect. No, you can be you can get the straight neck home too. You don't play me with bullshit and just because you old. Don't play on me. I'm a nice guy. Period. Hey, Brett, 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 huh? Brett. Amen to that, bro. You get straight and calm too. Yeah, I like that. You know them all hustling them all all OGs that uh, look here, like young brother, come here, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know he come home to the church and uh, he, he and then he got a uh, gold teeth, a goddamn purple Cadillac, a purple suit, and trying to put that all on you. And they come in all they 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 come as your friend at work. They come all the time, motherfucker. Get back, nigga. Hey brother! Wow! <laughs> Ooh, I know that's yours. <laughs> hey brother, I know that's yours. <laughs> the church try to use you too. Hey, you all shop and looking good. Want you to come and show up and be on their team where you could bring other followers. Get the fuck out! Yeah, brother, but you show up in an old goddamn dusty at, on a bike. Uh, dusted all up, look like you ain't in three days. The motherfuckers be shining you, looking like, where's he going? And then you go in there and you sit down and everybody watching you, like you're going to steal something. People are a trip, but they're supposed to be the church. Get the fuck out of my house. King Fred, did the, did the pastor upset you this weekend? I'm just asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. He sent some deacons. But uh, they my friends. They said he counts from Jews. They was personal friends of mine. No, but uh, he could. He got a big old church, a sanctuary and shit like that, too. And a bank. They got a bank. They got a Starbucks over there, a school learning program, all kinds of shit. But you can't, you know, no. I choose the Kings of Comedy. Kings of, what the fuck is this? Kings in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I choose y'all over there. But I did speak with I the agree. city councilman, and there's a uh, black <clears throat> black owned restaurant here in town that's opening up. And uh, the black city councilman said that he would give one of those CDs and uh, the information to. They were look. They're looking for live, good, clean entertainment. I don't know. I mean, shit, for the grand opening, uh, Jay all the book the gut band, and then that'll start a fucking name down here. Get them old motherfuckers down here. They'll make some money. I don't know what the fuck it takes. I know I ain't paying for it. Them feathers and fucking daishikis and shit. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Y'all supposed to laugh. Well, yeah, I am laughing. Because first off, you called the gap band. You said they was old. And now you don't put somebody these, in the they diocese. might have one. They might have. They got. Let me get Let me see. They got one original. We're gonna have to get him up on stage, get him dressed, and sit him there. So we can get compunction. Michael Cooper still jumping around. Jay and Michael Cooper probably about the only ones that can really get up down stage now. Everybody else is a, a new a new person. Like he was saying today about uh, he is the only one that can get on the stage. Man, that's amazing. And then he got, uh, he's climbing the church still. Oh, hey, yeah. So what you're saying is, so what you're saying is, look, Jake can't get about 
seventy. You want to get a portable little little, uh, little uh, pot. He's gonna be just uh, like things. Freddie Jackson. He's gonna be just like Freddie Jackson. Oh, all his white, all, all the white suits and shit gonna turn yellow. He's shot Freddie Jackson. Oh my god! Uh, Why you all them little white uh, Club Nouveau suits gonna turn yellow. <laughs> they gonna be vintage and shit. And all that his hair gonna recede all the way back. <laughs> when he get up there, boy. <laughs> oh, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. He say he gonna have to do his California two step with a walker. Huh? Oh wow, he, wow! No. So that's why he's doing Vasa Nova because he's gonna be able to just sit there. He's just gonna come up on stage with a mic. Wow! And he's just gonna be able to sit there. It ain't gonna be no dancers on the side. It's gonna be Vasa Nova. He just go. He can't get too powerful. He's too sharp for boss. So he gotta get one of the mini chairs. Ah. I like that bossa wow. nova music. You know, have that bossa nova, and they're gonna have one of those little stools sitting there. But the stool gonna have wow. to have arms on it where he won't fall his ass off. Wow! I wish I had the same energy when I hit it with the Sissy Smurf report. <laughs> wow! These will be our topics for so tomorrow. Nigga, let oh me my tell God. you one motherfucker. Go ahead and tell this motherfucker <laughs> one goddamn. This a grown ass man, right? It's the second time this motherfucker been over here about these goddamn ashes and all this shit. Stop parking in my motherfucking driveway. That's all I need you to do, sir. I don't like no motherfucker, man. Park. Listen, it's against the law. Get the fuck out of my driveway. You got my driveway blocked. No motherfucker out of my driveway, that dude. Get your report out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> No, you didn't. No, The reason why we don't have a Sissy Smurf report is because what is the point of writing him a report when he's with us every day? No. No, you didn't throw it out? Now he said, Why don't you go get I a, a tie pod I was, I, and wash your boxers? <laughs> I don't need no Tide Pod. I don't have any boxers, sir. I don't have any boxers. I I don't even like appreciate the fact that you said that. Wow. Uh-oh. I don't know. Hey, 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 uh, uh, Smitty. Why you yeah. always trying to snitch on somebody? Anybody, like, you, you, you don't have those laugh about, you know what I'm saying? So, why you yeah, come here and be abused up? Uh, no, no, no. Yes, I do get abused. Yes, I do. I'm going to make sure somebody hits you with the bubble bone. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd already done it. You heard him. Told me to get a Tide Pod for my boxers. You heard him. You heard what he said. Y'all, you know. Wow. Yeah, I already got you called at twelve o'clock New York time. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's the biggest troublemaker I know, Susan. <laughs> you the biggest troublemaker I know. Uh, I don't uh, call this nigga at no at no midnight. Wait, wait, wait. You biggest troublemaker. Ain't nobody brought no midnight phone about... talking to you. Keep I'm, a, you I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not real nice at bringing up stuff. I'm you see where all the black kids left? Sure, all the black kids left. Sure, and you stayed nice there co-signing sure. them. 
Forget all y'all. You know, you, you, I don't really miss nobody. You you can't forget you can't forget us, and you don't. You would never forget <laughs> yourself. He's your oh, mama. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God. He's the first one I'm gonna forget. This bum. He's not your mama. He's not your daddy. He's your in the alley. He's your mama. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't be getting Curtis Mayfield confused. <laughs> He's your bower. <laughs> you the only one in here to be honored as a baba, and I have to respect sister uh-huh. for doing it. But He's if boy she's taking a vote, I'll be like, no, it's sister, no. No, no. He's your bower. Don't be taking oh, no vote for me. Don't don't talk to me. I'm gonna vote no. I'm gonna vote no. <laughs> the way you act on He's here. Obama. Don't encourage He's him. Obama. Oh shoot. Don't encourage me what? Encourage don't, don't encourage Plankton. That's that's the who encourage him to do what? He's he a grown he man. Cutting up. Yeah, I know. That, that, man, I said, know. that man said who is a plankton? He said who is a plankton? He is a plankton. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Oh, say, salty. <laughs> oh, salty plankton. You know what I'm He's saying? salty. You say, who's a plankton? <laughs> I call him Yusuf. You call him what? Plankton. Plankton. That's him. The one and only. No, 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 no. His name is Buddy. Always trying to get the secret sauce. That's him. <laughs> what? The secret sauce. Plankton always you trying to get the secret sauce out of the Krispy Krab safe. That's Plankton. <laughs> That's him. That's I'm about to I'm about to flip your name to paper clips. I'm about to flip it over to paper clips. If I see so you coming you here, says you always try to gather the buckets together. You always try to get come in here. You gonna call me? Uh, you gonna call <laughs> me? What you gonna call me? Uh, pin, paper uh, clip. pin or whatever. I well, you so were pinned. Me. You were pinned. That was your original. <laughs> you still be doing a little penny. You be, you know, a little pinnish <laughs> coming in here. I'm an innocent bystander in these things that you love. No, uh, no, 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 Simi is always yeah, nice. He's full of niceties, Simi. Simi asks great questions. You know, he might laugh at y'all and stuff like that, but, yeah. But, but aside from Simi, the rest of you, Rusty Bucket. Oh, God. But y'all did good today. So, yeah, I'm going to write the report. So you think that the older you get, the less patient <laughs> the less patience you get get with, with motherfuckers, man, you know, you know, you know, the patience with people, and you know, by me being the age that I am, I had a motherfucker tell me, "Stop saying you all, uh, that's just an excuse." Let me tell you one motherfucking thing. The reason that I'm old because I used to work seven twelve to keep a roof over your mama's head and and uh, keep your ass out of trouble, you know. You the same, you the damn nigga that 
that went up there to that goddamn Mervis and they woke me up in the middle of the night to come get your ass and your motherfucking ass at bought. We just took your school shopping, but so you can get that ass up there with $65 in your pocket and steal some goddamn Nike socks. You are the most, you don't even know how to uh, uh, make your bed. So I'm not investing in nobody, no lawyers trying to hold on to the house for you. Nothing. You are, you're a piece of shit. You're a waste of fucking time. You're walking around here with this Mexican baby, a Mexican girlfriend. You got a wife. You got a girl. You got a three grandkids already, and you study digging holes. You about the dumbest motherfucker. And I know I'm not your daddy because I don't. I don't, motherfucker. I I I see how come he and came got kids. Motherfucker, most men come get they son. You's a bitch. They really fucked you up. Your grandmom and them fucked you up. And you just keep making mistakes. You won't try to get no credit or get a woman with a goddamn job, uh, a woman in the military. You can't sell. You, you, what the fuck are you going to do? Wait a minute. You I'm can't done. sell what? What did you say? You can't sell what? Don't have him repeat that. I will say that one. I'll be back on that one. You said he can't sell insurance. Nigga from California, nigga from nigga, nigga from California ain't got no game. Supposed to be a rapper. Nigga, you can, you 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 ain't even good at that. Sitting in front of the motherfucking uh mic in the bedroom and smoking weed and come up with a hit. What the fuck? You can't even be a bedroom gangster and you and you from the town, nigga. You can't even say I'm from I'm from Cali. No motherfucker, I'm from the crest. I'm from Fairfield. I'm from Sac. I'm from fucking Oakland. I'm from the Bay, bitch, and make some money. Huh? <laughs> Nigga, I make some posters and put myself on them motherfuckers and swap it down. E40 gonna be there, Lil Wayne, Lil John, all them motherfuckers. God damn it. Better be glad I ain't a little bit slim. I'm gonna put my my hat on my uh, Cat William hat on my perm, get my wig and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show y'all how to do it. I'm gonna show y'all how to do it. That's right. Please don't send that picture. Do not send that picture. Do not send that picture. Ain't seen it. No, I, no, uh, I, no, I'm not gonna send, send that picture. Send it to six eyes and uh, send it, send it. Wow. No. <laughs> send it. I'm gonna give yeah, he had to go see, oh, you know, he got to go check on Yeah, Queen Grace. He can't oh, stay forever. Speaking of which, why did he call me at 6 o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, he apologizes for that. No, no, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. He did what? He Facebook messengered me at 6 in the morning on a Saturday. Mm. I know why that was. I might have accidentally. I didn't know that y'all stay up all night listening to messages. I thought when I push the button, it uh, just sends you a picture of whatever I thought. I didn't know that. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, 
talking about? Oh, oh, you talking Fred did that? Fred did that? No, I'm ta- no, no. Six Eyes did that. It's six Eyes. Right? He called. Yeah, it six wasn't, Eyes it called. Wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, no, no, no. He yeah, called. Was, 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 was he's blind. Fred. He's blind. Give him a call. No. He's blind. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That's not what it is. That's not what it is. He trying to get his some. He trying to get his uh his his, his, his mountain of women on. <laughs> Oh, you know, Lord. He's trying to figure that. He's trying to get his mountain of women on, you know. You know, Spitzy didn't want to join, you know. Maybe he brings you <laughs> on, you know, then he can bring, he get, he go back at Spitzy and say, look, look what I got, Spitzy. You come on and join, too, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's no, what he's trying to do. He's trying to oh, my God. He's trying, trying to lay his, trying to lay his math hand down blindly. Scissors ain't trying to rob you. I mean, six eyes ain't trying to rob you. Scissors. No, no, no. Let me ask you a No, no. So sister, no, no, listen. I'm going to tell hey, you why. No, I'm going to tell it. you why. See, here we go. Why? 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 I know why. I know why he called sister. I know why he called sister. Sister, he called you because he wanted you to be on. He wanted to invite you to the show to be a guest. That's a lie. Lie, lie, lie. Lie, lie. Me. Hey, Fred, Fred, Fred. Yeah. Fred. Yeah. Would you call a man house six o'clock in the morning if you ain't that cool with him? No. Thank no. you. We 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 didn't know each other, but I ain't about to call no man house six o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing it. Mickey, Mickey. He owes you an apology. It's called sister. respect. Just a little You're bit. Right. Yeah, he apologized. Just he apologized. a little he bit. He didn't know okay. it was six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he said he didn't yeah. know that it was six in the morning. Yeah, you don't. He, he didn't know. It. Yeah, he didn't know. He, he apologized. Right. He's he he not trying to rob you. <laughs> who said he's trying to rob me? Hey, he's trying to rob me. Nothing. I look up. Let me tell you something. You said Mac That man. Listen, listen, listen. So what's wrong? With, look, let me tell you something. So you think? You think? You see you? He's bitchy. You so Mother Teresa like things. Well, you are flying That's all y'all ever say to me about the backhand. It got to do with a man and a woman, and you say Adam to his women. What am I supposed to think you mean? Because listen, no man calls nobody else out. No sex, sex in the morning. That's a conversation. We know, we know, we know that it's you, yo guys. We are sick of time. And you guys are two hours behind us. So could I have a six o'clock in the morning? Should I call you at four o'clock in the morning? Huh? Because I'm up at six o'clock. Yeah. I agree. In the I agree. The old sister in the car. Sister said he gave it to her. To my number, because I'm not here. I, no, I'm telling you, man. in trouble right I'm now. You trying to look? Oh, whatever. You trying to do whatever it takes to get you in the mood? You know what I'm saying? He said maybe the girl from the hill wouldn't call him blindly. Maybe he called the girl down at Oak Town blindly. He'll get some sleep. Yeah, that's me. No, no one wants us to be on the show. Man, why he asked her to do that? Well, you know. Lie, 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 lie. Why he didn't send you the message? Why he didn't send you the message to invite her? 
Well, he called me yeah. at five thirty. You know what I'm saying? He called me at five thirty. Yeah, I'd have to look on the thing. It, it was early, but, but what, I, what, I'm is, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, he, he, he should have to come the same day. He should have asked her to give her time to prepare herself. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. <laughs> he did, dude. He called me. <laughs> you trying to, you trying to, you trying to, uh, trying to go some, you know, we're not doing to that. Empire. Empire. He trying to add sister to his empire. He trying to add to, he trying to add to the empire. Oh, Lord. He trying to add to, he trying to add to the he empire. Should, he should know. He should know, sister. It's the same. Ain't going to be Somebody added on his what? empire. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-uh. you need to know that. Uh-uh. Just to make that a known fact. There ain't no mystery. He's trying to ask the empire. I mean, I can't blame him for trying, but I mean, he should know. Sister treat to the game. Ah, he said. He said, you can't blame him for trying. Yeah. Can't blame him. <laughs> so you saying he, he doing, he's doing a Miss Parker thing on his phone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>